Welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 195, Fast and Furious 6, Lap 9. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And this episode's brought to you by Mark Jacobs and his runway collection for fall 2021. I was like, where's the... Pu- oh. Mm, all right. You got there eventually. It wasn't eventually. It was a very quick thing, but it was a... Uh, I wasn't expecting. I was like, where's Jake? Oh, there's Jacob. Got it. After the break, we'll be talking about Fast and Furious 6. But Joe, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to since we last spoke? I gave kind of a hint to you a couple days ago. Pretty much the only thing I've been up to is... Well, you didn't give me a hint. You, you showed the whole thing. I showed you the whole thing. Yes, exactly. And you also talked about it on this show. Or maybe it wasn't on the show. Maybe we were just talking about it before... Yeah, we I talked about the last week, either on air or off air, and then you, the the hint, dear sweet listener, is Joe showed pictures and described what happened. So I, I don't know how, <laughs> if this is a hint to a thing. I don't know what the thing is, but like, because it, it sure feels like the whole thing. But I yes, was please, go I was ahead. going by like you know how what kind of hints I like for the movie game is like when you tell me what it when is. I tell you what the title is and you're like oh yeah that movie <laughs> yeah yeah perfect. Um, I had this gas grill that was on my deck um, that came with the house. And it's, like, mounted to the side of my deck. And I hate gas grills. I'm a charcoal guy. So I never used this thing. And it's just shitty and was there. And um, I never used it. So I've been saying to Rachel for, like, the past couple weeks, months, that, like, I want one of these Blackstone flat-top griddles right. to put exactly where the grill is because I'm like, this is something we don't have, right? It's, like, a big, flat cooking surface. There's so many cool things I could do with this. Um, this past weekend, I, I like ripped that grill off the side of the deck and got a Blackstone grill, figured out how to mount it because it's not meant to be mount. Like they make them th- with legs, right? So like okay. I had to come up with like a clever way to mount this thing in the space that's there. But um, we did that. We mounted it. And um, I've been using that thing, made like smash burgers, which were awesome, made hibachi noodles one day for lunch. We make, like, birria quesadillas, like, birria tacos, birria quesadillas. We've, like, mentioned that before. And um, that was always a pain in the ass for Rachel because, like, if you're trying to, like, heat a birria quesadilla, like, you dip it in the fat and then you, like, fry the tortilla, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, she would have to do that in a pan. And if we were eating, like, a bunch of tacos, well, we actually switched to quesadillas. But, like, even still, she would have to make, like, one quesadilla at a time because, like, the pan. Right. We did that the other night in three minutes on the Blackstone. Um, so I've just been playing with that thing, and that's pretty much all I've been up to. Uh, it's awesome, though, and I've been making lots and lots of good food, and that's what I've been up to. Cool. Each weekend I've been, like, go the last each weekend, I mean, last weekend and this past weekend, like, two weekends in a row, and I'm going to do it again this weekend. I don't know where I'm going yet, but, like, before the world maybe shuts down again, who knows? I mean, I don't think it's we're going to go back to. into another lockdown, but it might. You yeah. know, you never know. I'm yeah. just going to different towns around me and getting good food and stuff like that, so I've been continuing to do that, and I got good donuts and a good burger this weekend, and what else did I get? I got pickles at an artisanal pickle store. Oh, and... that's cool. I made, um, on that note, I we like took the pepperoncinis from our pepperoncini plants and yeah, pickled, yeah. pickled those this weekend too so cool thanks for reminding me about the pickles yeah yeah this place is cool because like it, it, they they have two locations in new jersey and there's a bunch of they just you know they probably have like 15 or 20 different types of pickles that they brine they also have other pickles that they get like imported that are like i guess fresher because these last i'm like how she's like 
I, I was like, I need you to like explain all of because I know pickles, but like I have never, I don't know where to begin because there's so much. And she's like, well, these are this, this is that, blah blah blah. She's like, but the, the the pickles that I bought, they last two years, or if they're open, they last a year. Which I'm like, okay, cool, that's that's plenty of time. Plenty of time, yeah. And there's other ones that they have that I guess are like, again, fresher. I don't know. She's like, these last eight weeks. I was like, oh, I don't. I'm not going to eat that many pickles that fast, but okay. <laughs> okay. So I have different pickles that I got, but they also there have like hot pickles, sauces. Pickles for and... breakfast? Are you having pickles for breakfast, mommy? No, is that a thing? Don't you remember that whole episode of Corporate where the, the, the algorithm makes the TV show for children? It's pickles oh, for breakfast. Yeah. yeah. But they also have like a lot of hot sauces and like other just regular sauces like ketchup oh, cool. and stuff, like all like locally sourced, like other things. So just kind nice. of a cool spot. Fun. Good burger, good ice cream, just like a very unhealthy day but all wonderful and then what was on saturday oh i went to i got a haircut and i did other stuff i've been trying to find like good used bookstores and i've been wildly unsuccessful so i'm gonna keep trying that i think but uh i know one it's called amazon.com think global shop global <laughs> think global shop Glo- no yeah. but there is something there is something nice about actually just browsing through like there's a really good store in montclair that i went to a couple weeks ago with uh, a couple friends Th- that was nice but like around here i found i went i went to one last week that i thought was i didn't know what it was i'm just thinking you know finding like indie bookstores yeah. and this was just all new and there's something remarkable and this one i went to this past weekend was so cramped and like unremarkable like i feel like their whole thing was like rare like this is a signed book by whoever i'm like i don't i don't care Care. about this but like it was just did you check around like college campuses i feel like you have to go to kind of a college town you know another town another place that's not too far away from me uh i might do like princeton one of these weekends but i did i went to new brunswick uh, I bet Princeton has good ones. Yale has a couple good ones. Yeah. I'm sure it does. Yeah, but like New Brunswick or Rutgers is, like I expected there and there's not really anything there. Though. It's a campus bookstore. There's like a mobile bookstore that wasn't open when I went, but like, so that's what I've been doing those. And I watched three new release movies. Did you guys watch The Suicide Squad yet or no? No, we haven't. We've been watching Trash TV, but we're saving it and anticipating, like looking forward to doing it. Go ahead. Cool. Well, it is great. It Everybody is said that, yeah. really, really good and violent and weird and wonderful and it just it's a blast so i think you guys will like that cool um it's also like you know i since endgame ended i i have not been crazy about anything that marvel's put out there and like a couple things dc has done since then like i love birds of prey i love zack snyder's justice league i love the suicide squad like yeah they're just letting i think they're letting people be more violent and weirder and just doing their own thing and like it's working so i would love for both of them to be good um but it seems like it's one or the other which i guess is fine like my friend uh and i joke that for whatever reason and i don't know why maybe just one resting on their laurels and one like the scrappy upstart but like for the last 15 years maybe the entirety of the history of the xbox the xbox and the playstation have not been good at the same time that one of them it's like the xbox 360 kind of really embarrassed like it, it not really. It, it it was bad for a while compared to the PS2, and then like it got really really good as the PS2 kind of like dwindled toward the end. Well, PS2 and Xbox, it was PS3. And oh, okay, yes, Xbox that's okay. That's that's the better. That's the better thing. Yes, yeah. that's that's why this story that's makes more match. sense. Yeah. Once the 360 got good, the PS3 because PS3 came out too expensive and it was bad, and then eventually by the end, Xbox was sort of doing whatever, and the PS3 was it got good, and then the next we enter the next console generation. The PS4 starts great, and the Xbox One is overpriced and nobody really likes it, and then Xbox finally figures their shit out and they're like, okay, here's what we're doing, and PlayStation is like, well, we got nothing. So like it's it's <laughs> riding that wave right now, and right now. Everybody wants a PS5, and, like, the exclusives are good, yep. but, like, the Xbox, the Game Pass is just better than anything else. So, like, it's it's so weird that they both can't be good at the same time, but maybe that's just also, you know, DC and Marvel. Like, there can only be so many good 
movies, even though Marvel's really trying with like seven this year or whatever, right? So I don't know. I liked Black Widow though. Well, we talked about that. I liked Black Widow because I liked it for reasons that I didn't expect. But you're absolutely right. I really liked Birds of Prey. He's it's at a new beginning though. That's the other point. Like, well, Marvel's that's the thing. Yes. So, there, so there's two points there. I think that with like nothing that Marvel is doing is bad. And I don't think that anything Marvel's ever going to do is going to be bad. But I think they're all going to be like, you know, if you're grading like on a letter scale, if, if this is High School Summer Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our senior <laughs> years to the ones of some iconic <laughs> high school-centric films. If, if this was that, like, I think every Marvel movie would be like somewhere in the Bs. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a B. It's a B minus. It's a B plus. Like, it's just like, yeah, okay, that's good. Like, it's never going to be bad, but it's never going to be great, I don't think. And the other issue that I think, and I would love to be proven wrong. I want to put that out there. I would love for it to be like, oh, my God, this next movie is my favorite Marvel movie of all time or whatever, right? Yeah. I don't know where they're going because now we're in phase four, and I'm sure people who listen to the show also know MCU, but, like, Endgame ended phase three, but they had taken these 22 or 23 movies or whatever and built toward a thing where everything came together, right? Yep. Can you hear the thunder? Yes, I just did. I, it sounded like you were like rolling something across the table. Oh yeah, no, it's just thunder. It just started. It started oh, storming it. like as we started recording. So okay. enjoy that, listeners. I don't know where they're going. I don't know what they're building toward. And maybe yeah, it's the, the villain fun. from Loki. It's part of the fun, but like I want it. Just feel, it's it's so much that just feels like just it's sprawling, and I don't know what's happening. I think between like the new Guardians movie and the new Thor movie and the new. Doctor Strange movie, we're going to get this multiverse thing laid out, but like, Until I don't then, know. Yeah. I just, I, I kind of, I, I liked having a thing that we were building toward because it, when it landed, I was like, oh my God, that's better than I ever thought it could be. After the Suicide Squad, I watched it on HBO Max and I went to the theaters and I saw two, uh, two different movies on Saturday night. I saw, you had mentioned before we started recording about something else altogether, but I saw the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Old. Old. On the which beach. is good. I want to see it. Rachel wants to see it. It looks it's, fun. I like these stupid movies. Yeah. It's it's objectively bad in certain ways. Yeah. It also does things like I've never seen a movie before explain what it's doing while it does that. Like a character <laughs> will do a thing and then explain why the cat why they're doing that. I'm like, "Stop it." <laughs> and like the acting and the line delivery and the writing is bad from time to time and That's part of the charm for me though. You know I like shit like that. But, like, it, I was just hoping for, like, a weird kind of crazy movie, and it is somehow weirder than I was expecting it to be, and I was expecting it to be pretty weird. Terrible title, but I would say see this. I mean, don't, maybe don't spend money to see it, but, like, if it's on Netflix or if it's, you know, a couple bucks on, on demand or whatever, it's to be worth honest, seeing. I was going to go tonight because it's Tuesday and it's cheap movie night, but then we're we recording that. tonight, so I think I'll go next cheap movie night. Tuesdays Tuesdays is when uh, Cinemark around me has, like, $5 movie night or something, so maybe gotcha. next Tuesday. And then I saw this movie called Nine Days. Have you heard of this movie? I don't think anybody's talking about this movie. No, I haven't even heard of it, but explain because I watch a lot of TV and I see a lot of commercials, so go ahead. So Nine Days is... Another movie that I thought, like, could be a train wreck. It's not. It also could be really weird, and it's only, like, a little weird, but this guy interviews a series of applicants over the course of nine days, and whoever he decides to, like, I guess, hire, if you want to use that verb, gets to be born. Like, he's not God. He was a human. They don't really go into too much into his backstory, but he was a human, and now he sort of exists in, like, like, it's on... Did you watch The Good Place? Did you and Rachel watch The Good no, Place or no? no? Then never mind. There's a there's a there's a really good parallel there, but I I can't it won't make any sense. But he okay. just kind of exists in this in this sort of desert area. People show up and he just asks them questions and like 
everybody that this guy has picked in previous sessions or whatever, he has a TV in his living room that he can see first person point of view of through their eyes. Okay. And so there's like 10 or 12 different TVs and like he's just watching them and taking notes on them and like having these applicants watch them. It's a weird kind of high concept. Jesus. Yeah, big bang. It, uh, it's a weird high concept premise, but it works. And like at the end of the day, and this is not really a spoiler because it just kind of feels like what this movie would be, but it's kind of like, Hey, just enjoy life. Like, cherish the little things. Don't be a dick. And just kind of cool. I'd get be nice. that. Yeah. And so it's like a kind of a nice movie. And both that and old, I feel, are very much COVID movies in that they're kind of like remote locations, very small crews. But Nine Days, like, it's the kind of movie that I, I, I'm surprised is in theaters, maybe? I don't know. I, I don't know. The, like, I've seen the main guy in other things, but also in the movie, like, the applicants include Zazie Beetz from Atlanta. Oh, I like Zazie. Tony Hale from Veep and Arrested Development, Buster Bluth. Yes, I know who he is. Yep. Bill, I think Bill Skarsgård, the guy who plays It the Clown. Oh, um, they're cool. kind of the three main applicants, I would say. But yeah, it's good. And again, I would say, you know, see it at some point, but... I was glad, but you know, it's the movies are kind of weird. Like I'm, you know, we, we we were talking about this before we got on, and also sporadically on the podcast. Like I'm wearing my mask in the movies. I didn't really want to, and like when we saw F9 and stuff, like I didn't wear my mask because like Delta wasn't really a, a concern then, and I yeah. wasn't really worried. But like the last four or five or six movies that I've seen, I've worn my mask the entire time and like it's kind of annoying but like it's fine also the theaters are not crowded i'm also seeing movies like well after they came out oh yeah um yeah i'm sure like suicide squad like it didn't do very well at the box office and i'm sure like if i wanted to see like on dolby or imax like opening night it would be like a packed mostly packed thing or whatever right but you know just if you're if you're out in the world do do uh the safety. Do smart things the safety yeah. These places that I'm going, though, largely, like, I'm the only person wearing a mask. And I'm just like, guys, come on. Like, we got to... Yeah, we're back in it, buds. Come on. When I was at the ice cream store on Sunday, I was wearing my mask, because, of course, because I was inside. And I was just like... And it's like a tiny little store, and there are signs everywhere. And they have, like, ice cream flavors and combinations and offers and everything everywhere. And I turn to look at a sign, and this guy behind me in line, like, takes a step back. He's like, oh, am I too close? And, like, the way that I heard, like, the way that he said it, like, he could have been an absolute asshole. Like, oh, like, look at you masked up. Like, like I don't want to get too close. I have COVID. Or, but it's just the guy, the guy was like, he wasn't wearing a mask. But he's like, I think he was worried that, like, I was uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, no, man, I'm just, like, looking at the sign. Like, you're good. And then he, me and him and his wife chatted for a little bit. But, like, even though he wasn't wearing a mask, it felt like he was taking it seriously yeah, yeah yeah which i guess is kind of all you can ask for but also just wear a mask because you know yeah we're back in it oh my power just dipped but i'm back here so this might be an interesting thing that's all you know that's all i got for now but we have a patreon page too fast to forever.com shout out to cassie wilson jake freer ben milliman nick burris alex ellenin Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Ooh. Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Yes. Thank you all for supporting at the $5 level or, or above. $5 level a month or above. Actually, there's another thing I did. Last night, Bob came over. We did not record a How to Win the Lottery, but we had a... Uh, what did I call it? I gave it a very ornate name for no reason. The Lottery Pod Internal Planning Committee Call to Order Session 1. Because we're nearing the end of the first season, which is about 
trauma and grief and the way that we handle all that stuff. Yeah. And so we're like, we want to figure out um, what we're going to read next, what Bob's going to pick to read next. And so we had a little uh, powwow with Bob's friend Egg and my friend Desiree, who I've mentioned before, and Montez was there. And we were all on a Google Hangout. And cool. it was wonderful. And we talked, we were you know, almost an hour last night, and we just figured out what books and what theme and everything we wanted to do. And it was great. So it was good to see Montez. But I was also thinking, I don't know if people would be into this. And I think I want people to write in. I don't know if you would be into this. What? But, you know, we haven't done a uh, family watch party in a while. I'm wondering if we would do, like, a video one instead of doing an audio one. Like, do, like, a Google Hangouts or a Zoom or something. And, like, do a, sh- a screen share of a computer, like, of a movie and do a video one. Or is that is that too personal? I think that next time, which we still have to do, and we have the perfect movie set up for it, and we I don't know why we've just been putting it off or forgetting about it, but I think next time you and I can do a video, and if anybody else wants to join with video, they're welcome to. Well, I think I think that's the thing. That's basically yeah. do it on Zoom or do it on Google Hangouts, and people can join with audio only, or they can do with video as they want. Like, I don't know that Discord's video, and Discord, like, I feel like the way that we've been doing these watch-alongs, like, Discord has gotten worse. Like, our, our way of doing it has, like, failed us. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I kind of want to mix it up, and I know that you know guests and friends of the show it. have hosted like Zoom movie nights and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, we, we can talk figure to it out. Um, Chris podcast. He was doing a couple. Chris podcast and Larson both were. Yeah. So. Yep. But thank you all for supporting the five dollar a month level or above. If you want to join, get your pick of movies, early access episodes. Get every episode two days early. Oh, we did another thing. We did a bonus episode with the Mikester. We did Holy Motors. Yeah. Which is available on TooFastTooForever.com. So our patrons have access to that now. It's a movie that we'll never talk about on the main feed. There are now ten bonus episodes. So if you join at TooFastTooForever.com, you get access to all ten of those. And every episode, I don't know, three, Comes four, with five a days early. Life tip from me. Yeah, let's not say pro-life. A professional tip <laughs> for your life. How about that? Is that professional tip for life A life skills? hack, yeah. A, a good a thing to buy. Hack. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All at TooFast2Forever.com. We also have a store, TooFast2Forever.shop. And if you have not left us a review yet on please. Apple Podcasts, U.S. Store, please do so because that helps us and who knows what, who knows how, whatever. But, Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and the Furious. What you got? Anything of note? I posted one thing last night. No, what did you post last night? Michael Rooker in an interview oh, said yes. that he's coming back, I which is something that Corey, it. yeah, yep. Corey said that he thought he would it would be surprising if he, he didn't right. come back. I think there's a way to read the quote that it's not confirmed. He's just like, oh, well, I, of course I'm gonna come back. They bring everybody back, but it's just like he might not right. know that. Like, there's a way to read that quote. Just like, oh yeah, he's just like he's he's manifesting it into the world. It doesn't. No, it didn't. It didn't seem like he's like, oh yeah, like they already called me about the next shoot. He's just like. They bring everyone back, and there's a lot you could do with that character. So, like, I can't see why they wouldn't bring it back. Like, it was more like that kind of a response that they clickbaited into Michael Rooker confirms he's back for F10. Yeah, I mean, it was some website that I've never heard of before. And it was in my, I get a Google, like a daily digest from Google, Google alerts about Fast and Furious, Nicholas Cage and Keanu Reeves. I got them for every actor we did it. And I'm like, I don't care about most of these. Like, but Cage and Keanu were like the main, the most prolific ones, I think. And then also obviously Fast and Furious, and it was like, this was the top story in yesterday, so it was just like, this star of F9 confirms he's coming back, and I'm just like, what? like, who could this even, like, who are they, like, being weird about? Like, it's because a very clickbaity headline, I'm like, oh, Michael Rooker, okay, yeah, yeah. sure, sure, whatever. Exactly. Cool. Cool. Oh, also, I, I skipped over mailback, because we don't have any emails today, if you want to email us, family at cageclub.me, that's how I jumped directly to the, on the streets, because there's no emails, which is a rarity, but family at cageclub.me, if you want to send in a note. But the other news, which is not really news yet, but kind of news, because we've talked about it already, what? but this Friday, 
out now as you listen to this, Spy Racer Season 5. Oh, God, yeah. South Pacific, available now on Netflix. We're going to watch them. <laughs> like... Yeah, Nico and Kevin are going to talk about them with us. And, yeah. you know, so it's out now. Sometime in the next, I would say, two-ish weeks, there will be an episode. As soon as we can get together, because they're going to be on spoilers. They're on next week's episode for F9. Whenever the four of us are available to talk about S- South Pacific, uh, not the musical, but the season of spy racers or the place or the place well i mean they're all places right they're all just it's all the same place yeah whenever we can get the four of us together and do that hopefully next week but you know who knows we'll see but yeah coming soon to a podcast podcatcher near you yep any other news that you've seen or is that it that's it well the only thing to do before we take a break and talk about fast and furious 6 is the fast and the furious minute minute 22 the minute i named after a chad ochocinco or i think probably the time chad johnson quote get your popcorn ready not a cop anymore, bro. That true? Blondie here's not a cop anymore? That's true. No badge. Here we go. In this minute, Brian and Bilkins, kind of, tell Roman that Brian is no longer a cop. Roman walks over to Brian, balls a fist, and punches Brian in the face. Brian and Roman scrap on the ground as Bilkins walks to Roman's trailer, sits down, and starts eating popcorn all while enjoying the fight. Brian puts Roman in a headlock, and they sort of, kind of, resolve their differences as Brian lets Roman go as the fight and the minute ends. And again, weirdly... It's a very nice, self-contained minute that the fight ends, basically, as the minute. I I don't know why it keeps happening. I mean, coincidence, but it's wild. We were um, laughing about this because, like, the minutes are kind of, they're kind of arbitrary, right? Like, you start them, like, you're like, okay, this is, like, the first minute of the movie. But, like, it's still fucking arbitrary because, like, if you started it from, you know, when the thing dropped, whatever. You could start it wherever. It would be the weirdest bout of OCD to, like, direct or edit a movie to be like, these are all, unless, like, that's the point of the movie, right? Like, yeah, it would be so weird to be like, okay, so this is the, we're end, we're nearing the end of the minute in this they're edit. They're all just coincidences. We, yeah, yeah, they're all coincidences. It's just weird. It's just, it's just very weird coincidence. Um, This is the iconic, you, you fight like shit, you fight like shit minute, yeah. which is good. I There's like also an, an undersung quote in here as well from Brian. I'll choke you. Yeah, yes, yes. This is the first time I noticed him saying that when we watch when I watched this minute ten times today. They really are like if they're little <laughs> boys. Like it's so funny that they're just like they're you know they're friend they're like seven year olds like like fighting on their mom's bed or something right. It's just like this yeah. is the arena. If you fall off the bed, you're out. <laughs> yeah, but overall, there's like really nothing in the background. But I did no. find something interesting. And I think yeah. you probably noticed it too, but it's like the first time I really noticed it. So I got a couple more cars that were in the background. Sure. If you like open the, where the Buick Century is, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is this station wagon 
floating in midair. It's probably stacked on top of the other one, right? No, it's not, because the, the distance is... It's not on that car. It's on another car behind it, but it looks like it's floating. That is weird. All right. And it's not on Jack's, because the car is, like, just... It's just, like, the way the shot is, if you look behind Brian and Roman fighting, there's right. a car parked, and then there's a station wagon that's off the ground. But just, like, the way it's lined up in the shot, it looks like this station wagon's just, like, hovering right above that it's clearly not on that car it's behind it very weird i also in this in this shot you see the two dudes and like you know these two dudes i want to know about them yes go ahead i get that it's kind of just they're in the middle of nowhere maybe kind of like australia was at one point no shade to australia but australia was like founded by like just like that's where we're gonna bring the criminals right which is like just go out there and just do your thing because you can't get off the island or whatever basically this just feels like they're in the middle of nowhere i'm not gonna ask any questions just do your thing don't look, don't tell, don't ask, don't tell. Like, it's just also like Alaska. Like, Alaska's just like, I mean, and like Kate has talked about this on High School Summer Party episodes, Kate Hudson, past guests of this show, just like, people don't ask questions in Alaska because, like, you don't wind up there by chance. Either, like, you were born there or you went there because you had nowhere else to go, right? Yep. And so it kind of feels like this might be the same kind of thing. And yet it's still remarkable how little people give a shit that these two grown-ass men are just fighting, like, full-out fighting on the parking lot ground. Like, these two dudes are, like, having a conversation. They kind of look over, but they also don't care. Yeah, they just, they're just like, hmm, let's see what happens here. I don't know. That's my normal reaction to stuff like this. Like, whenever I experience something like this, it's not happening to anyone I know directly. I just kind of just, like, I'm, like, watching from the side. I can see it, but it is amusing that these two guys are just, like, like, they must have been, like, walking to their car, right? Because uh, apparently the demolition derby, at least that round is over. And then they see them, like, start fighting, and they're just like, hmm, let's stand here and watch these two guys fight. Yep. Okay, cool. In another movie or in a different type of scene or where the goal of the scene is something different, you can see, like, a crowd gather around them, like, oh, fight, fight, yeah, fight. Yeah, 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 like high but school, just, yeah. Yeah, people are buying popcorn or whatever. These dudes are just talking. Vilkins is eating popcorn, just enjoying it because, you know, he ain't in it. Nobody cares. It's just, it's just nope. very funny that, like, we care because we're invested because we care about Brian. Like, this is Brian's boy or whatever. But, like... People are still ordering food. Like, it doesn't yeah. distract the food people. They're nope. just totally fine with it. Uh, I, just, I, I like that a lot, though. I do. So, I have two different trivia questions. I think we could actually use both. Or we could just do one. I'm not sure if you like one or the other. But the two oh, questions I, I have... Okay. How does Roman refer to Brian? He calls him Blondie. Oh, I mean, there's also the we have to, good we, we have to make sure that pig is not an answer because he also calls him pig. But like, that's not what I'm trying to get at. Or the other question is, how long did Roman spend in prison? Because, you know, we got six months in Lompoc or six months in Juvie, two years in Lompoc, whatever. In the first movie here, Roman says, I did three years, Brian. Oh, Those are these good questions, are both really good, bud. I, I do like these. I think that you can distinguish. Th- I like the first one. and I think you can distinguish it with like what nickname does Roman refer to Brian as? Because like pig isn't like a nickname. You know what I mean? I think that does that help like clarify that we don't mean pig? I'm saying what nickname does Roman call Brian before they fight? Yes. Blonde. I like your trick answer blue eyes i like bullet obviously right okay yep do we have a do we have a fourth b like we don't bri. have to but bry yeah like i like feel short. like that's too like that's something that like like because we had last last minute like roman roman pierce roman pierce like i i think that's like i think i want to name i want something that's not his name just because okay. I, I don't want to keep people to get upset because buster I, you know, buster buster's good buster's perfect cool blondie blue eyes bullet and buster those are good nicknames, man. And Blondie's Blondie. like actually kind of the the odd duck here, because Brian is called Bullet by them in the race beforehand. But you said, what does Roman call him? 
very good question. So you got to do the Roman... fucked answers for this. Come on, you know it. How long did Roman spend in prison? Six months, two years, three years, four years? No, it got to be three months. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Three months, six months, three years, six years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, no, no, I did. But it's six months in Lompoc. I ain't never going back, right? Two years. So two years has to be. It has to be two months, two years, right? Okay. Get it? Two months, three months, two years, three years. Yeah. Fuck us. God damn. I did two years in Lompoc. I ain't never going back. That really sucks. That's a shitty question in a great way. <laughs> it's <laughs> just, a very, it's a very fair question. It's just I'm gonna man. get that one. Like I like that one because I know I'm gonna get that one wrong and be right. angry at myself knowing that I just made those answers for this question. I actually wonder. So, like, when I go into the answer key, you can add answer feedback. You can add what answer feedback. I don't know. For incorrect answers or correct answers, I'm just gonna put them in for both. I'm putting the quote. Roman, I told you to stay away from. You should have told me I did three years, Brian. All right, minute 22, get your popcorn ready. What nickname does Roman call Brian before they fight? Which would be Blondie. And how long did Roman spend in prison? The answer, three years. So good luck to all of you taking this quiz in several months. And good luck to us in the future because these are both fair and tough questions. In the episode that comes out when we take the quiz together, I feel like there's going to be some yelling about this minute for no reason. Yeah. So there's like a hundred ish minutes. So in like eighty, yeah. So like end of twenty two, beginning of twenty three. When we do the whenever lap that is, like oh god, so we have two years to forget this too. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. We're definitely not gonna remember it. Joe, let's take a break and let us talk about Fast and Furious six for the ninth time. Actually, the tenth time because we talked about it with uh, with Nate over on his podcast. But you know, lap nine, Fast and Furious six, lap nine. Fast and Furious 6. Fast and Furious 6. This episode is brought to you by Mark Jacobs' Runway Collection, Fall 2021. And it seems like the theme this fall is giant-ass sequins. You better hide that giant-ass sequin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With us tonight to talk about Fast and Furious 6, we have the host of the I Like to Movie Movie and Hot Property podcast and a writer for both Movie John and Findy. Everything can be found at scullyvision.com. We have, we've probably mentioned his name on here before because he yeah. is friend, colleague, co-host, all sorts of, in the aura of fan favorite Garrett Smith, we have Dan Scully. Hello, Dan. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank this you for so being exciting. here. Of I course. have a very important question for you because sure. I want to see if it tic-tac-toe three in a row. Do you go by Dan or do you go by Scully? You know what? I go by both. Uh, typically, Dan... But um, when there's more than one Dan in the room, I go by Scully. Yeah, e- either is fine. Okay, both, the reason I ask cool for me. Yeah. is because I have a friend with the last name Scully, and he goes by Scully. And then on the X-Files, Scully, Dana Scully goes by yeah. Scully as well. And so I yes. was wondering if that was just a Scully thing or <laughs> if not. But, you know, Scully we're happy to call problems. you Dan here. Whatever. Yeah. Yes, exactly. 
I think it's you could talk to any Scully, and that's like not a decision that we actively make. It's a decision that's made for us. Sure. But I will say this, and I try to put this out there anytime this comes up. So many people come up to me and they're like, oh, Scully, like the X-Files, you're Dan Scully, she's Dana Scully, ha ha ha. And then they go, oh my god, that probably drives you insane. And I just want to put it out there that no, it doesn't. I love the X-Files. Good. And it has been my life's pleasure to have a name adjacent to Special Agent Dana Scully. So keep it coming. Well, she is the heart and soul of that show, and she's one of the best, all-time best TV characters and just fiction characters and just, you know in entertainment so shout out to dana scully the x-files right not on, on fox not on fox yeah. anymore it ended a while ago but that's all right now, now available in wherever <laughs> streaming you find on hulu things. yeah is it all on hulu it is I'm all on meaning hulu. to give it a rewatch oh right my on. friends and i are rewatching it on saturday nights we do two episodes a week we are in the middle of season five and nice it's great it's wonderful but here we go talking about the fast and the furious before we get talking about fast and furious six we've got some questions for you first i would assume i don't want to assume though have you seen all 10 movies, the nine plus Hobbs and Shaw? Have you seen all 10? Oh, you know I have. Okay, yes, indeed. Yeah. I don't turn my back on family. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, before we get your rankings, I do want to know, what's your history with the franchise? What was the first one you saw? Which have you seen in theaters? When was the first time you saw this? However you want to enter, what's your history with the Fastiverse? My history is probably similar to a lot of people uh, in that I saw the first one uh I believe just on video. And then I went to see the second one in the theater. And at that time, I kind of was very dismissive of the franchise because I was like, these are stupid movies for stupid people. And I'm 17 (laughs) and I know everything. It was like that kind of a thing. (laughs) And then I sort of just dismissed them. Uh, I didn't see Tokyo Drift. I had a roommate that loved them. And so uh, we watched part four and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever. And then... When Fast Five came out, yep. the trailer, I, I was at the movies with one, with my roommate at that time, and he was like, dude, we, we got to see that. That looks insane. <laughs> and I was like, all right, man, whatever. Like, I'll go. And sure enough, we went, and it was the best. <laughs> like, it, was, yeah. it was the best time. Oh, it was so incredible. And so at that point, I was like, all right, this... This franchise clearly seems to understand what it is, and it seems that I'm the one who misunderstood it. So I went back and watched them up to five and, uh, you know, realized that it was sort of a, you know, both of those things were true. I think five is where it sort of found its legs. But uh, with through the lens of five, I was able to appreciate the ones leading up to it. And I have been on board with the family Ever since. I've seen every single one since then I saw in the theater. Very, very cool. So now the difficult question, or maybe easy, I don't know. What are your rankings from favorite to least favorite or bottom up? Whatever way you think is going to generate more suspense. What is your ranking of the Fast and the Furious franchise? We're going to go from worst. uh, You know, I don't even say that. We're going to go from least best. Sure. Yeah. To yeah. best. Yeah. Although I gotta say the bottom three on my list I don't actually really like that okay. much. But um and I will say that watching part six just yesterday, uh I had to do a little like re rejiggering of my ranking. Okay. So at the bottom is Fast and Furious, the fourth one. Okay. I, I think that movie's just So just to, just to be clear, you have all 10. You're ranking 10 or are you ranking more? Because there's the short films and stuff. Like, where is this number 10? Where are we Where are we slotting this one? This will be number 10. Okay. I didn't do any of the short films, but That's I did fine. include Hobbs and Shaw, and I okay. did not include Better Luck Tomorrow. Okay. So the next would be The Fate of the Furious. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, right above that is Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Right above that would be The Fast and the Furious. The wow, original. okay, okay, okay. Uh, above that, I'm going to put uh, number three, Fast and Furious Presents Tokyo Drift. Sure, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, right above that is Too Fast, Too Furious. Cracking the top That's half, high. Too Fast. High, okay, yeah. yep, higher than average. That surprised me more than anybody, because I remember thinking that movie was just so dumb. <laughs> And then I watched it again, and I was like, man, I, I really enjoy the friendship of Tyrese and Paul Walker. Yeah. So above that would be F9, the Fast Saga. Okay. Number four. All right. That's that's right in the right in the right wheelhouse in the where we keep finding it. Yep. Getting the four, it the, yeah. Or as Joe likes to call it, the bottom of the top third. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very well put. Um, so above that would be Furious 7. Okay. Number three is Furious 7. So we have here your top two, no surprises, five and six. But which order? What order are they going to be in? Well, as of last night, I switched them. Uh-oh. So number, number two is going to be Fast 5. Wow. Uh-oh. Which means tonight... We're going to talk about my favorite of Fast the series. Fast and Furious 6. Fast and Furious 6, or as the title card refers to it, just Furious 6. I guess when you have Fast 5, you do a Furious 6, but then they actually have Furious 7. I don't know. I don't understand it, but it's how it also, works, man. in the UK, it's the Fast and the Furious 1, the Fast and the Furious 2, the Fast and the Furious 3. Three. And like, it's, yep. really? it's not sexy, but it's just like Hobbs' outfit in this, it's... Function, right? <laughs> yes, it just yeah. it gets the job done. When I was in uh, London a couple years ago, it was right around the time that, uh, as we would call it, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw came mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. But all of the ads in London just called it Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, and there you so go. Okay. I, I liked to, and I know that it means the same thing as in Fast and Furious Presents, but I like to think of it as a descriptor. Where it's like, yeah, this is Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. You know, they're, they're both fast, they're, or unless you want to assign one or the other. But yeah, they, uh, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. I, I really liked that nomenclature. Again, before we get going on this movie, we've got some either-or questions, some hard-hitting, heavy, heavy questions. Yeah, bring it. Are you ready for these questions? Either-or lightning round. You can either explain yourself or not. It's totally up to you. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Are you more of a Brian or a Dom? Oh, I'm more of a Brian. Okay. You more of a Mia or a Letty? Um, ooh, I think I'm more of a Mia. Yep. Again, I will say it every time that happens. If you hesitate, you are not Letty. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just don't dig on tank tops that much. <laughs> I agree. I don't look good just, in them. I want I sleeves always. It's so weird. I need weird. sleeves. And yeah. if, if there's one word to describe Mia, it's sleeves. I mean, that's just what, that's what she's all <laughs> yeah. about. Dude, I, this this sexy ring to across the back of the hand bracelet situation she had on at F9, like, I saw it last time we were watching it, and I was like, oh, Rachel, I like this thing. And Rachel was like, yeah, that was really cool, like, two years ago. I was like, when they shot the movie. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's She's true. like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's not Jordan and Brewster's fault that there was a pandemic. Back yeah. off, Rachel. Speaking of Mia... In the first movie, so you, you, I, I texted you a little bit ago saying, hey, we're ready for you a little bit early. If you want to join, you said I'm doing dishes. I sent you a screenshot of Brian and Mia doing dishes in <laughs> yes, the first yeah. movie. Because I was like, I got it at the ready. So in that scene, Mia asks Vince, hey, what's the name of that Cuban restaurant you want to take me to? You know, it's got the wood tables, the red candles, the picadillo, the food all over the place. 
So Dan, we're like, oh, th- thank you so much for joining us the podcast. This is a smash hit, you know, two million downloads. You're an international superstar <laughs> now. We want to thank you. We want to take you out to a restaurant. We want to take you out to a place that has wood tables, red candle, picadillo, food all over the place. If we're describing a restaurant as having food all over the place, what does that mean to you? Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What are you visualizing? What are you picturing for a restaurant that has food all over the place? That's an incredible question. Um, thank you. You know, it's weird when when you said food all over the place. I immediately, my brain immediately went to. Now, I don't know uh, if you guys, if this was a regional thing or where you are relative to me. Do you remember a restaurant called Lone Star Steakhouse? Of course. They still have Lone Star. They're still yeah. around here, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What they don't do at Lone Star anymore, and what used to be the big draw, was that they had giant barrels of peanuts. And oh, it was yeah. understood that you could just throw the shells on the floor. Yeah. You could, and so that's what I'm picturing of food all over the place. It's just oh, pe- peanut, peanut shells, shells on the floor. All over the lobby, yeah. That works. There's a bar in Pittsburgh, and we, like, showed up there, and for some reason, the day before, or, like, the weekend that we were there, they had, like, a luau or, like, a tiki theme night, so the whole bar just had sand all over the place. Ooh. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, it was just as bad as peanut shells, in my opinion. You know, it's got the umbrellas, it's got the tiki men, it's got sand all over (laughs) the place. Sand all over the place, exactly. What's the the name of that place? Oh, (laughs) Cha-Cha-Cha? Lay-Lay-Lay? I don't love the beach, but if the beach was peanut shells instead of sand, I would actually love it a little bit more. I, I Ew, hate, really? I, I hate sand. Uh, I hate it. Yeah, oh, but peanut shells it. are terrible. Yeah, peanut shells are even worse. This is lesser of two evils, if there ever was an example. Wow. Okay. I, I just, I hate sand. Fascinating. Okay. Glitter, yeah. glitter or sand, glitter or sand. I would rather glitter because that's only a visual problem. It's just sand is like, there's just not a, there's not a crevice in my body that it can't find its way into and then irritate. But like glitter is just a visual thing. It's like, okay, my, my belly rolls sparkle. That's fine. I can live with that. (laughs) But like, if they're just like scraping them in my, my flab, I don't don't know. (laughs) Not for me, man. Are you more of a Tej or a Roman? Oh man, I would say based almost entirely upon my uh, evident lack of tech skills. Yeah, you're, you're not. You're not Tej. I am not a definitely Tej. Definitely not Tej. So yeah. by that standard, uh, I would definitely be a Roman. Now you are in the Philadelphia, the Greater Philadelphia area. If I am led to believe, is that correct? That is correct. I am in South Philadelphia, scenic, beautiful South Philly. I don't know much about South. I know about West Philadelphia. I have a friend who was born and raised there. Um, yes. Did he spend most of his days on the playground? He did. Okay. Now, he moved to a place that has one of these restaurants. These are not necessarily around here, and not and by not necessarily, I mean they're just not around here. But are you more of a fan? Do you have a choice? Do you have a preference between In-N-Out Burger and Whataburger? Actually, yes. I have been to both, and okay. I think that Whataburger takes a slight edge. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's rare. That's rare. I'm Is that controversial? Well, I so I lived in Austin for a couple of years, and I really like Whataburger, and I have not had In and Out. I've only had In and Out in California once. I need to get. It, I need to have it again. I've had it subpar In and Out in Austin. It, there's I, just a, there's a bone of contention. This, I'm in the same boat because I've I've only had In and Out once, and I've had Whataburger a few times. It's just that Whataburger sticks in my memory, whereas In and Out, like you could trade that with Sonic, and I I wouldn't really be able to wow. tell you. You could say that the memory of that is In and Out. Yeah, oh. ex- exactly. Yes. <laughs> so here is a question changing the subject for a little bit is brian o'connor 
good at his job or bad at his job in terms of being a cop? Is he a good cop, bad cop? Is he good at his job or bad at his job? Brian O'Connor, a.k.a. Brian Earl Spilner. (laughs) I would say that, no, I, I actually don't think he's good at his job. I mean... If his job is stopping crime, it, it's, you know, it's like how the Ocean's Eleven crew will spend a million dollars to steal half a million dollars. Yeah. He, he like, kills a lot of people to stop people from killing people. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what the trade is. Now, if he's supposed to be performing as I understand real world cops perform, then I would say <laughs> he's the best policeman who has ever lived. Yeah, we the, the, the issue with this question, we might have to retire this one, but like ACAB basically was born while we were asking this question. So like I've had to rework it. And I still don't know how to, I don't know the right way to ask this question. It's, it's, it's an appropriate question. And, and like beyond that, we're, we're literally talking about Brian's job performance. Like if you could grade him. Mm-hmm. is what like the real question is so like yes i mean i i think he might be good at his job because he does manage to get undercover rather cleanly he does seem to complete the job of of finding the information that he seeks i i wish there would be more cops like him at least in the sense that he seems to be really good at learning about criminals finding out that they're not all bad and befriending them and uh i feel like a little bit of that attitude could probably seep into real world law enforcement in a way that that i think could be helpful so he's good at his job because he is bad at the tradition by traditional metrics he is bad at his job which makes him actually good at his job yeah sure i think that works yeah cool now the three of us we have recruited a cop maybe to help us with this heist. We go and steal ten million dollars, and we go to Atlantic City, we go to Monte Carlo, we go to Rio, we go to Vegas, wherever we want to go. We're going to go to the roulette table, and we're going to bet it all. Are you betting it all on black, or are you betting it all on red? Where are you putting your money here? Oh man, I'm not a gambler, so this is a tough one. But I will follow the advice of Wesley Snipes yeah, and Passenger Fifty Seven. <laughs> yeah, I will bet on black. You know, if if people only like, if if you're <laughs> knowledge of pop culture was this podcast you would think that these 10 movies and passenger 57 are the 11 biggest movies of all time nobody talks about passenger 57 outside of that reference yeah but it gets brought up all everybody the time. brings it up here yeah it's the most iconic like one-liner i think of 90s action cinema it, it's I don't know. I love it. It's just, it's, that's such a great line in the middle of like a, oh, it a is pretty great. awesome, you know, of its era movie. Yeah. Always been on black. Ooh, it's so good. <laughs> and like, even in the context of the movie, you're like, I don't know what that means. It's like, <laughs> like, sure. You are black Wesley Snipes. And I assume you're about to win. Yeah. So now on that job, were you a racer or you a designer? Were you out in the field helping us take down the heist or were you the man in the chair at HQ helping us do it remotely? Oh, I'm in the car. Okay. Yeah, Again, I'm not a tech guy. You can't be in the chair. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Can't be in the chair. Like I could probably work the logistics. Like you want to build the plan. I'm into it. But as we know, improvisation is what the family does. And I'm going to need to be behind the wheel for that. Speaking of driving, are you more of a fan of American muscle or imports? Oh, man, I have no preference. I don't even have a car. (laughs) No preference and no car. I think that's why I love driving, because, like, I would probably be a much more frustrated driver if I did it more often. I think the style of driving that I would imagine that I would drive if I was part of the Fast family, it would be the import. Okay. 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 Because I think I would, when I play Burnout on Switch, I I do a lot of drifting. And okay. uh, I feel like that's the style that I want to do. 
Although, if you're led to believe at the end of Tokyo Drift, Dom is probably DK drifting in a muscle car, right? So, like, you can drift in anything if you're Dominic Toretto, right? So Yeah, but as, as we know, I'm more of a Brian. Is the word oil one syllable or two? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. Oil is one syllable. Okay. Oil. It's just oil. I need oil for my car. Oil for my no car. Yeah. Do you have a preference between <laughs> Corona and Belgian ale? I'll go with the Belgian ale one hundred and fifty percent of the time. Wow. And I like I like Corona, but um only in a like any port in a storm. I don't seek it out. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I can't I can't get up for the oil question. That's so funny. <laughs> It also oh, has, not, it has nothing to do with anything. It actually came from a game of charades, and it's just like it's a car-related question. So you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So in charades, people are like one. Yeah, syllable. I got. We oh. got into it. We had to pause charades for like an hour one night because I was like, no, it's two syllables. So like, it's not two. Like, there was a real split in the room. Uh, technically, what we found out through the podcast is the diphthong, which is like a one and a half syllable, yes. with its own thing, but. I guess one and two are both kind of correct, but they're both also kind of incorrect. So yeah. I don't know. We're just we're just pulling the room. Yeah, yeah. Hey, agree to dis agree to disagree is is the the solution to that. Absolutely. I think it makes sense as two like fire and boil. You got to get that Y for me to go to two like royal. Well, so Bo, so but. so boil is two, but oil is just one. Interesting. Wait, is boil two? I know you just said it. Oh no, I I I. I, I must have misspoke because I, I'm. I mean, like boil is lie. one. Yeah, boil, uh, foil, oil. That's all one because it's like the same okay. suffix there. But like royal or uh, that's all I got. That's two. But royal is two. But what about the word r o i l? Like that royal would be and... one. So you're going on letters and length of the word Oof. almost. Uh, sort of. I like. I think that, like, in a word like royal, like, uh, like as in a king, that Y is a consonant Y. And I believe that syllables are designed around consonant breaks, whereas mm. royal, R-O-I-L, does not have that consonant break. Because, yeah, in royal with the Y, that Y definitely functions not in its vowel form. Interesting. Mm. But if we were to look at, like, olive oil... Her uh, from Popeye. Her last name is spelled O Y L. That's right. an example of the Y as a vowel, and so her oil would definitely, in my opinion, be one syllable. So she has a Y, but it's also just one. It's just one because it is uh, it's functioning as a vowel. Like that's the and sometimes Y vowel. No further questions. Yeah, <laughs> about that one at least. I got a bunch more questions though. Yeah, let's do it. Taking a step back, we're on that job. You're out in the field. We're like, Dan, we need you to distract the room. Joe and I are going to go over here. I'm going to lift a car. Joe's going to do something under the car. It's <laughs> unclear exactly what's going on. But we need you to do what you do best. We need you to shine bright like only Roman Pierce can. We need you to sing a song acapella style. What song, whatever you want to sing, what song are you singing to distract the room while we go steal a computer part? I am going to sing The Killers, All These Things That I've Done. Good song. Because that kind of gets everyone's attention, and if you can kind of get them all to start joining in on the I got soul, but I'm not yep. so you get the clap going, you guys could perform seven heists by the wow. time I'm done working this crowd. That's very noble of you. I appreciate the time that you're buying us with that song. Yeah, I mean, it's family. It's what we do. <laughs> so now as we're escaping, well, the, it, it only works half half the time. Would you rather drive a car into a plane before it takes off like we see at the end of this movie or 
Like in Furious 7, would you rather drive a car out of a plane that's in the air and parachute safely to the ground, knowing you're going to be safe either way? Would you rather drive a car into or out of a plane? I think uh, I think out of the plane. That's okay. Before that's that, we were thrilling, yeah. we were at a sixteen sixteen exact split there. So Ooh, really a, dead yeah. tie. Yeah, and we had one person. I don't know who it is, but one person gave a different answer. Uh, oh, Ra- of, of course it would be Rachel. She said, either one. If I didn't have to pick one, I would be in the middle there because there is something satisfying about like just threading that needle right into the back of the plane. But I mean, if we're doing survivable, cool car stunts, sure. then yeah, you, I got I to gotta fly a car on a parachute yeah. out of a plane. I mean, come on. Now, speaking of nebulous things that are hard to understand... If you are, if you hear a woman or a person, anybody is described as having no knees, like the only thing I've seen you take down is no knees, Denise. When you're trying to picture Denise and you only know her as no knees, Denise, what does that mean? What is no knees? What does having no knees or being called no knees mean to you? I mean, the first thing that I think of when I hear no knees is Hank Hill's dad on King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Who had his answer, shins, yep. Yeah, his mm-hmm. shins blown off, so he he doesn't have knees. Man, I have no clue what that means Okay, <laughs> outside of that context. Joey didn't like my joke. There's a guy in power walking. His name was Denise, and, you know, you don't flex your knees at all in power walking, and he didn't think that was funny. No, I don't think – well, I mean, partly that, but I also – we, we've made it a, a public spat. It's a, it's all in good good fun on Twitter, but like you use the too fast basically as your own personal Twitter for jokes. Like just retweet yourself is fine because that's a, that's a JoJo. It's just a <laughs> it's a different thing. Like I don't want my name associated with no knees Denise. <laughs> I mean, come on, did anybody think that you came up with the no knees Denise joke? I don't know, man. I'm I'm hung up on the idea that is that actually like good power walking form is to not use your knees it's just all hip swivel yeah it's weird yeah you know what? now that i'm thinking about any time i've seen power walking it is very heavy on the hip swivel i think it's also probably like a visual cue that you're not running mm-hmm. yeah that's true so yeah so nobody looks and be like why is that person walking so weird right but i just i can't imagine walking without bending my knees but they I have guess... running judges you get a yellow flag or a red card for running mixing that's metaphors wild. of football and soccer yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's yellow flag, but red card. Weird. <laughs> That's weird. Wild. Would you rather die in a fiery explosion or by drowning in icy water? Oh my god, fiery explosion times a million. <laughs> I mean, there's so much glory there, and also, like, drowning just, uh, I don't know, That's that seems... That seems like a little much. Okay, yeah. fair yeah. enough. An explosion, it's glory, and then boom, on the rainbow road. But, like, drowning, it's a whole thing. And like, you know, every, even if I if I die in an explosion, everyone will be like, wow, we'll miss him. But wow. But if I drown, they'd be like, geez, he's still kicking. No, nope. no one's going to jump in. All right. So you're, we'll so you're we'll being check thoughtful. back in 10 minutes. You're being thoughtful yeah. of your friends that you you want them to see you go down in a literal blaze of glory. Yes. Oh, yeah. And also, okay. too, I just I've held my breath for long times before. And, um, you know, that's not always the most exciting thing i mean yeah yeah but an explosion it's just like you know half the explosion happens after i'm gone true so it's true yeah it's kind of just nicer that way revenge of the nerds or the dark knight (laughs) (laughs) no context on that no No, this is the only one i'm not giving context on okay um i i will have to go the dark knight i love me some batman are you more a hobbs or a shaw i think that i am more of a shaw 
Now, this is, a, this is a tricky one. This is a new question. We're still trying to work out the kinks. I'm not sure if it's going to stick around. I like the idea, but I like the premise of it, but I don't know if it's going to stick around. But are you more of an Owen Shaw from this movie, Owen Shaw, mm. a Matteo, Roman Reigns from Hobbs and Shaw, Hobbs' brother, or Jacob, John Cena from F9? Which of these brothers, these sort of second run, also ran brothers, Owen, Matteo, or Jacob? Which one are you most like? I think that I would be an Owen. Okay. I don't remember much about Matteo, and if I'm he's being honest, very handsome. Jacob's kind of a he's kind of a non-entity to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. So far, he's sort of a non-entity. I think that's yeah, fair to say. He's new. He's still in the bad guy realm of things. It sure. takes two movies. You got to become a good guy in the next yeah. one. And so, him yep. still in the bad guy thing, I, I really only know one thing about him, and it's that he's Dom's brother. So it's like the inverse of the end of the Dark Knight. You either die a villain or live long enough to see you join the family, basically. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the final question before we talk about Fast and Furious Six: Who's your favorite character? Do you have a favorite character in these movies? Favorite family member or a villain or anybody? Any favorite character in the Fast and Furious movies? I mean, I think you can probably just. Add my name to the top of the stack of all of the people who said Han. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Everybody loves Han. That's why they had to unkill him and then kill him and unkill him. Twice now. Yeah. He's so good. He's a big part in tonight's movie. He's a big part in Fast and Furious 6. This is the second time we see him die in that car crash, or I guess not actually die, because he doesn't actually die in 3, and he doesn't actually die in 6, and we see it again, doesn't actually die in 9. So, you know, it's all sorts of craziness there. But to kick things off, the conversation about Fast and Furious 6... Again, no wrong answers, just whatever comes to mind. Because F9, we were like, oh my god, Dom has a brother. Also me has a brother, we don't care about that. Dom has a brother. Yeah. Jacob has existed in this world since the beginning of the franchise, so every time we talk about one of these main movies, we try to figure out where is Jacob. So in this movie, in a scene that we see, or if not, just at the time that this movie takes place, where is Jacob? Is he, again, Spoiler sort of for nine, but I feel like we're down the rabbit hole enough that it's not really. Is he working for Mr. Nobody? Is he doing his own thing? Is he in London keeping an eye on the family? Joe, what do you think? Where is Jacob during the events of Fast and Furious 6? I think that he's definitely at this point working with Mr. Nobody. Okay. He has to be. Jacob and Mr. Nobody might be in the background of this movie. Okay. Just because as I was paying attention this time, yep. we know that... Mr. Nobody had Han, but he said he knew Giselle from before, and I paid very, very close attention to Giselle dying. So I want to, just very quickly, so in this movie, Giselle had already, at the time of this movie, Giselle had worked for Mr. Nobody. Yes. Han had not yet. No. And no one else had, because he approaches in the next movie. So the only character, as far as we know, that we see in this movie who had worked for Mr. Nobody at this point, we are led to believe... Is Giselle. Is that correct? Can we agree on that? Yes. Okay. I think that that timeline works. Okay. Which so you're paying attention Mr. to Giselle. Mr. Nobody knows Giselle. And when she falls off the back of the car yep. and shoots the guy, she just disappears into the ether. There's no explosion. There's nothing. She just fades away. And as he jokes about a nine, you know, magic tricks, he's, he's done better, right? So... You never That's know. what I'm saying. You think Jacob's with Mr. Nobody? Because at some point, we don't know when, at some point in these in these movies, he joins Mr. Nobody's group, and then he yep. leaves Mr. Nobody's group, right? So, and it seemed it seemed like a long time, because he said, I used to run yeah. things with Mr. Nobody out of here for years. So you're, you think right now he's with Mr. Nobody in London, ostensibly, watching all this go down? Possibly disappearing Giselle. Yes. Sure, okay. 
That's Dan, point. what about you? Where do you think Jacob is? Is he in this movie? Is he somewhere else in the world at the time of this movie? What's Jacob doing in 2013? Or if we move it forward a little bit to, to realign like 2015, 16, whatever, where is Jacob at? This is a really good question. And it wasn't until what you were just saying that, that I really had an answer for it because you're right. Giselle would have been work would have already worked for him in the past. Uh-huh. And I've always assumed that anybody in these movies that you don't actually see physical trauma happen to their body. Like if we don't see their body become a corpse, right. then yeah. we can assume that there's a chance they might return. And I think yes. that Giselle is definitely whether they did this on purpose or not, but keeping her demise somewhat ambiguous or at least ambiguous enough that you could pull a Mr. Nobody means she could be coming back. Knowing what little I know about Jacob so far that he did work for Mr. Nobody and then backed off, I'm going to assume that this is probably around right around the time that he started to either distance himself from Mr. Nobody or broke it off entirely, okay. which to me would explain why Mr. Nobody would pop in in part seven and say, hey, you know, you guys are my team now. Because, like, it seems really weird to me that Mr. Nobody would be like, I got to find me a team of people who are good at cars. But, like, if he's already been working a team that's good at cars and that team through Jacob has quit, it would make sense that he would then approach the Toretto family. I like that a lot. So, yeah, I think that we are six probably coincides with the transitional period of Jacob breaking away from Mr. Nobody and doing his own thing. Can I throw a little Easter egg out here, though? I have Please. a theory, I have a theory about Mr. Nobody that in Furious 7, Mr. Nobody was written to be revealed as Brian's father. And then oh. they they had to cut that and alter it due to the real world circumstances of Paul Walker's passing. And the reason why is because all throughout the movie, he keeps saying, I got, I got something I want to tell you. I got a thing I got to tell you. And then it turns out to be just like a half-baked beer recommendation at the end. And I'm pretty sure that all of those were meant to be like tags towards, I'm actually Brian's father, I am family. And then they just kind of shuffled that under the rug and made a joke out of it. That's a guess that I have. I have yet to find any... Uh, confirmation or, or denial of that fact. Well, because I, I like that a lot, too. We've had a past guest say that she thought the baby storyline in 8 with Dom rescuing Elena was going to be about Brian and Mia, and they had to sort of rejigger that after Paul died, which also kind of makes sense. Like, I think as much as they want to say Paul dying did not impact the movies, I think that's a lie. I think it did in severe ways. Yeah, and I, think I would agree. That that would probably be another thing. Like they have this whole other ending written or shot or whatever. And then they have to shoot like this alternate angle in the back of a Jeep and just like, Hey, it's about Belgian ale, man. So like, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. But I think that this fits into what we're talking about in that initially it was probably like, Hey, I'm Mr. Nobody. And then the reveal is I've been watching you guys since day one because I'm Brian's dad and I want to help keep you safe. So now that that's gone, it can be, Hey, you know, I was working with Jacob He's out because he's a jerk. So, Dom, I, I want to offer you what I offered him because, you know, Toretto's no no cars. Because that's in direct opposition to our theory, which I think Joe had originally where he came up to yeah. whatever, but that we think Mr. Nobody might not be the big bad guy. Like, he might be the main villain. So, like, that's in direct opposition to that. I mean, that would be a great, great reveal. And honestly, all the pieces are in place to make that 
believable. So I, I would certainly buy that. I just love Kurt Russell so much yeah. that I would hate to see him become the bad guy. But at the same time, I love Kurt Russell so much that I'd love to see him play a big evil villain. So now, speaking of fathers, and I'm going to get back to my Jacob thing and my other idea in a second, but speaking of fathers and speaking of not seeing the body, we see Dom's dad, Papa Toretto's car explode at the beginning of F9. We don't see a body there, though. Do you think, could he come back, and who would he be played by, and why is it Harrison Ford or Sylvester Stallone? (laughs) He could come back. I don't think he will, but I have always, always thought that he needs to be Sylvester Stallone. Sure. Um, I will also take Antonio Banderas, but... like, is he old enough? I I mean, does it matter? I guess (laughs) not. Are we really going to start counting things in these movies? No, no. My theory was that by Fast 10, Papa Shaw would come, I'm sorry, Papa Toretto would come back. He'd fall in love with Mama Shaw. They would get married. And then the Shaw and the Toretto family would actually become family. And justice is love, actually. And justice is love. Although... That now, honestly, it, it kind of feels like it should be Dom and Queenie, even though Dom has Letty. Like, Dom and Queenie, you guys just got a kiss in nine, right? Like, there's just the chemistry is palpable. Yeah. Oh, no, you know what? Vin Diesel and, and Helen Mirren. That. We bring Buddy back, it starts dating Helen Mirren. Ooh. You know, no shade to Buddy or Michael Rooker. I think that Dame Helen Mirren and Queenie is above just a mechanic. I think she would not, she would look, she would look down her nose at them. She's, but she's, she has the like, I mean, she's a criminal. I don't know. She's playing up. She's, she's also, I, I agree. For Helen Mirren herself, Dame Helen Mirren, yes. But I'm saying she's playing up because she's just running a criminal empire. Like, she's still a scrub in the movies. Like, she dresses nice. There's a pre-written fix to all of this. Because if Buddy is just like, hey, you know, let's get all hot and heavy. And she's like, you're below me. You're just a mechanic. He would respond in kind and say... I had a life before you knew me. And then we can reveal anything about his past. Oh, yeah, you're because right. Because yeah. everybody, does. remember, uh, what, Tej was just like a guy who was good at speakers. And then now yeah. he's like the greatest <laughs> kung fu computer man ever. And his reasoning was, I had a life before you knew me. That's always the answer is, I had a life before you knew me. So we can insert any sort of, of class into Buddy. And it's we just can. not a you're problem. Right. Yeah. How did you get that big ass safe and real? We had a life before you knew us. Like that's yeah. exactly just Rico and Tego and Tej just got a safe from somewhere, right? So when we covered American Graffiti here last year, sometime I was like, oh, I want not only Harrison Ford to be Dom's dad, but Bob Falfa, his character in that movie, to be oh, Dom's God. father, because like That'd that be just amazing. would work. Okay, so I think <laughs> I think I, I agree with both of you that I think Jacob is in London at this time. I like the idea of him being there with Mister Nobody because. If the family is there, and if I'm carrying my theory through that they're keeping tabs on the family for any number of reasons, I think the fact that the other crew, that in this movie, Hobbs says there's only one crew in the world that could do this, and we're, spo- we're led to believe it's Dom, but it's not. It's Owen Shaw's yeah. crew. If these two different powerhouse crews, families, whatever, are both in London at the same time, I think Mr. Nobody just, like, there's too much power there for that, for for oversight to not be on site as well so i think jacob is definitely there with mr nobody this is a high high touch mission that like they're calling in all the guns all the big guns and just like maybe not doing anything but just there in case something has to happen Uh, that makes perfect sense but here's my big theory and i didn't have this until we started talking about giselle but i think tell me it's all it's seamless so (laughs) i think i think it's seamless it's it's also seamless within fast and furious logic so maybe it's not but it, it would work so Giselle at some point is working for Mr. Nobody. We are 
shown in F9 that Han gets recruited by Mr. Nobody because Giselle trusts him and it's yes. rare in this line of work, whatever. Yes. yes. I'm now thinking in this movie, during this movie, Han is also working for Mr. Nobody. Uh-oh. They're working together for Mr. Nobody. And so Giselle needs to go deep undercover. And so this solves a few problems. Why does I, Han I not look so. for her body? Because he knows that it's just a fake out that Mr. Nobody's there to scoop her up. That he's not that broken up. Because then in Tokyo Drift, we're like, he's kind of like moody, but like, why is he just partying with girls? Because the love of his life is still alive, she's just not on in the movie. But no, she's still but around. The thing that we see is that Mr. Nobody meets him when he's already gone to Tokyo. And the only reason why he goes to Tokyo is because Giselle is gone. So he can't know it. I agree with you up until the point where Han knows that this is happening. Yeah, I think the only reason to have Giselle, if I was Mr. Nobody, the only reason to have Giselle die in front of Han is to pull a fast one on Han. Because, yeah, to get like, Han. even Han, like, when he, air quotes, died, Han, as we know him, he's family. He would want to tell Toretto, like, hey, don't worry about me. I'm actually okay. I just can't tell anyone. But, like, Mr. Nobody's style is, like, nope, this is compartmentalized through and through. And so, yeah, I think that, that Han thinks that she's dead by the... I mean, he angrily throws a guy in an engine as a result to her death. That feels real to... <laughs> the, the emotion feels real to me. Han <laughs> supposedly doesn't... does tell Dom that he's fine by sending him a postcard of Mexico from Japan, right? Like, that's his, like, wink, yeah. wink, I'm alive. Oh, it's like, yeah, what? Yeah. I'm just trying to write off the fact that why is Han happy in Tokyo Drift? I'm just trying to, like, retrofit... I think that there's maybe something here, but if Mr. Nobody, or maybe, like, what we see in F9 about them meeting is not actually them meeting. Maybe it's just them, like, further discussing the plan or something. It, like, that's the magic of this franchise, is they're so good at having so many pieces scattered that you yeah. can draw a line between any two. So yep. if, in a future thing, we need it to be what you're saying, that's not that hard to write around. Like, like to me, part of the fun of this series is, like, the Herculean retcon efforts that they pull. They don't necessarily have to be fully logical. They just have to track. And I think both of these options track, and it's going to be up to a later movie to determine which one is what they ultimately land on. But, like, to have both of these ideas out there means that chances are the writers have this in their play in their sandbox just ready to go just in case they want to go either way there's no way that giselle doesn't come back in this franchise right well it depends how many wonder womans are we gonna get i think that's what it really boils down to is like if she's gonna keep wonder womaning then giselle has to wait and if there's only but is two fast more and fast furious moves? 10 not as big as any wonder woman though like it they're at least on the same scale they're on the same scale movie-wise, but in terms yeah. of being the celebrity that carries it, this is this is Diesel's franchise, and I'm sure, and, and he will make sure it stays that way. Whereas, uh, like Wonder Woman belongs to right. um, Gal Gadot. That's fair. Yeah. And fair. so for her to come back, all the fans would be like, "Oh man, we love Giselle. She's back finally. Her and Han can can be the the couple that that we want." Really, more than any other fantasy couple True. in the world. But if I was her and they were like, you want to come back for that? Or do you want to do, like, Wonder Woman 6, where you're still just, like, <laughs> Wonder Woman. just queen? Yeah. I'd be like, ah, I think I'm going to go with Wonder Woman. Now, I would hope that she does both. But, see, that's the thing. I imagine that when she disappears in Shadow in Part 6, this was around the time that I think she was pretty much confirmed to be Wonder Woman. So if I was a writer, that's a smart move to be like, we can clear her out for a couple entries and then bring her back if we need to, or she's dead, whatever. So, like, she could come back, she might not, but I, I think it is all dependent on Wonder Woman. I agree with all of that. 
and while the movies are on par, these might even be bigger than the DC movies. Her role in it is definitely smaller than it is in Wonder Agreed. Woman. She's not yes. the titular. She's not the titular Fast or Furious. However, I do think that like if secretly or publicly, like they did with Han, although I hope if she comes back, it's a secret. We we find it in theaters. If the movie is basically about her return, then it's a different story. I think like maybe uh... it's it's not Wonder Woman, but if it's like, hey, justice is coming still because it didn't actually happen to nine. And if Giselle comes back and, like, that's the narrative thrust, I think as an actor, that's probably a more appealing thing to want to do, even if you're only getting paid, say, $2 million or whatever, instead of, like, $10 million to be wonderful. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Yeah, yeah. I think I think you would have to be able to do both. And I think that if she does come back, and again, I hope that she does, you do it in a way that she would be able to do whatever DC commitment she wants to do or has to do or whatever, and also does this. Now... On the other side, like, if they do the spin-off trilogy that we've been joking about or wanting or lusting after, you know, the Han and Giselle trilogy, like, if it's Fast and Furious Presents Han and Giselle, that's a different story, I think, right? Yeah, like, that's fair. a yeah. That's her movie. But if it's just, like, I don't know that she would come to F10, like, she could do, like, a cameo or, like, if she's the, the heart of the movie. I mean, I would I would certainly watch that movie. I, I find her character to be one of the more compelling members of the family, and I don't know why. Um, I She just is very likable. And while also being like kind of mysterious, so to have a background yeah. movie with her, or to do a Fast and Furious presents, you know, uh, Giselle and Han, I would watch those. I would watch that in a second. Yeah. I'd certainly watch that before I'd watch another Hobbs and Shaw. Brutal. I did not love that movie. All right, let's talk about Fast and Furious Six now, though, because that's the movie we're talking about. It's your favorite movie in the franchise. We've talked about it now nine or ten times already. What do you want to talk about? Favorite moments, least favorite moments, favorite scenes lines, characters, anything, hit us with it. Where do you want to begin Fast and Furious 6? One of the things that I like about this movie is that it really wear, it's like the first one to kind of wear the family thing on its sleeve. It wasn't until 6 that it became like a joke where we were like, oh, they're going to call each other family. Ha ha ha. You know, that kind of thing. Um, like it's sort of suggested and it's it's worked throughout the series, but it like became a brand with 6. And I think that it's interesting the way that they weave that into, like, if there is a thematic structure, into the thematic structure of the movie, in that we have, as Roman points out, two identical teams. Parts that are all the same. There's the big muscle-bound rock guy. Like, when he's when uh, Roman's going through, like, oh, that's you, Brian, and that's you, Ted. Mm-hmm. And that, what's the difference between the two? Well, Owen Shaw's team, he sees as parts to a machine and the parts are replaceable. If the job doesn't get done, you trade out the part, you get a new one and you go through it. Whereas Dom's team is the parts are the plan. The plan is irrelevant unless you have the right people. This is our family. And so I love that in the thematic structure. But what's funny to me is that after six, like the the actual uh, like behind the scenes management of the series is very much of the Owen Shaw persuasion, (laughs) which is we can trade out these parts whenever we want. And so I just love that six is kind of the last moment, especially because it's right before, you know, Paul Walker's passing. It's the last moment where all of the family stuff actually feels legitimate to me. Like it, it actually feels earnest and honest. And whereas I still like it, you know, like there's a part in seven where they're doing the the farewell to to Paul Walker, and in the montage they show uh, Dom speaking to the family. He's like, you know, the the most important thing is the people in this room, and like half the people in that room aren't in the movies anymore because they've been <laughs> sh- so like it just feels weird. Whereas in six, the family is tight. There's so many moments where like 
like there's that moment at the beginning where they all get together and they just kind of like spitball a plan and all of their each of their individual talents are spoken to in this plan to the point where Hobbs looks at um whatever Gina Carano's name and just nods at her like Riley and is just like this is why I hired them they're good they they know what to do and I think six has like it really gels on that family stuff nice I, I think the peak of the entire franchise is that highway chase scene with the um tank yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's a scene where everybody brings something to get that job done. Everybody in the family does it, and it's all oriented on them trusting one another as a family, and that coalesces in six the most, which is why I think it's my favorite. I think this whole idea is set up and executed, displayed beautifully very early in the movie because there's the exact comparison you're making between Owen and Dom, like parts are exchangeable versus are replaceable or whatever, and Dom is like, no, these are my guys, but you would not have anything near the results that Dom and the family have that when everyone is off doing their things, living their life, they're all millionaires doing whatever they want. And then Dom's like, we need help. And they all come running. Like yeah, it's, it's yep. loyalty. And I, I've, I've realized that obviously in the past, but I think this time it did. It, it struck me differently this time that Roman is on a plane with four beautiful women about to go on vacation or, you know, his life of vacation, probably, right? Mm-hmm. He turns the plane around. Tej is just giving money away, like hacking ATMs to give money away and just like living a beautiful lifestyle on the beach somewhere. You know, Han and Giselle are touring Asia and doing their own thing. Like they're on like a, you know, a non-honeymoon honeymoon or whatever. And they're all like, no, Dom, whatever you need, like we'll, we'll be there. And there's loyalty to that in a way that is exactly what you just said, Dan. It's just everybody is loyal to the family and it's the difference between it's 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 on display here great and it's it's kind of a beautiful thing yeah it's it's fun i i I just enjoy watching them just build a plan together and then you know improvise around that plan it's it's really wonderful and that never happens in any of the other movies and i think you're right five is like they leave that one rich they're set so you need a good excuse to come back and family is that excuse. And like this is this one this job isn't even for money. Like Roman says it at the beginning. He's like, So there's gonna be money involved and they're like, No. Like it's just, just about family. That's all we're doing this for. We gotta go get Letty back. I just find that so charming. And like the 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 family thing becomes a brand later on and it becomes a refrain and they do their best to stick with it. I think Fast Nine really does a, a fun job of of you know kind of tweak like tweaking it and having it like because dom's actual family is split that's why his new his chosen family has to be so tight i like that but like that all kind of comes after the branding in six it feels the most natural yeah and i think six is also on the flip side of that coin it's building the family in a sense of the villains where we find out that braga worked for owen and Mm -hmm. that we don't know yet but we will find out that owen worked for cypher and there's this whole network Mm -hmm. of villains Mm -hmm. and i again something that i thought about but maybe didn't think about in these exact terms but in the opening big action scene where there's like the flip car and they're driving through the tunnels, there's the, the building that collapses and all that different stuff. And they use those like EMP discs that Brian drives. He like drives against the concrete pillar yes. and knocks it off his car. So like, cool. That's Cypher tech. Like that's tech that's Cypher. Like, I'm like, this feels like zombie cars. I'm like, oh, because it's Cypher's tech because yeah. she is Owen's boss. It also might just be a way to be like, oh, yeah, we're doing the same thing because, like, we did, we were out of ideas. But it's just like, oh, no, it's the same company, right? It's just, you know, it's all Cypher stuff. But I'm like, this feels like zombie cars. Oh, right, because this, this is actually Cypher's thing. So 
That kind of blows my mind a little. Yeah, you're right. I can't believe that watching this for the ninth time in the last or tenth time or whatever. We did this movie for a different podcast as well, but like watching for the tenth time in the last three years, I'm still picking up new things. It's... I don't know if I'm just F9, not paying attention. Man. Yeah, it just it's I don't nine know, coming out really opened my brain back up. I agree. I, I think it just comes down to like, you know, because the 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 skewed timeline of this and all the pieces. There's just so much information, and since they presented, I I, I think what makes this series endure is that it's earnest about everything. Um, I think that's why eight kind of fails. Is eight has this weird cynicism to it that that just doesn't track. But everything's so earnest. It knows it's it's playing loose with, with logic and with physics, but it's always so earnest about it. There's so much information coming through at any point that we just kind of let brush past us because we know it's being presented in earnest, which is why I think they're so rewatchable because we then have conversations like this where we can talk about the zombie cars, where that was probably just a throwaway thing. But because there's yep. some writer out there with a bunch of post-it notes on his wall with red yarn connecting it, just kind of having a meltdown. There's it's just a Pepe Sylvia situation somewhere. Yeah, it's got boxes full of Pepe. And... uh <laughs> Yeah, because that's happening somewhere, there's just information to play with, and it's fun, earnest information. So, yeah, there's no end to the discovery. I will also say another F9 thing that I noticed this time around is that even after Brian breaks Stasiak's nose for the second time and he goes, again, his nose looks like it's in pretty good shape. So I'm I'm under the impression that between this time and nine, when Stasiak shows up in his cameo and his At nose least is like once more. Owen Wilson levels of messed up, yeah. somebody broke his nose again. And I'm wondering now if Brian and Stasiak and again off screen that we didn't know during seven eight or nine and he broke his nose again because like this like even after he breaks it again here like it just looks like a nose but like yeah. in nine it is horrendous when um when he showed up in nine one of my friends that i saw it with he was like why is his nose like that i didn't know shay wiggum had a messed up nose and i was like wait don't you remember three movies ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's just like, wait, who who's this guy with Bow Wow? Or why is Bow Wow in this movie? It's like, oh, don't you remember six movies ago? Yeah. Like that movie that nobody saw and like half the people hated, right? So yeah, don't you remember your teenage years when they were making these? <laughs> what insane. else about six? What else is on your list? I am heartbroken that in real life, Vin Diesel and The Rock are whiny little jerks that can't get along with one another. Because the way that they sort of try to out beefcake one another throughout the course of this movie is so charming and it's so much fun watching uh Hobbs go from like you know at the end of five it's just like listen you've earned my respect you got 24 hours but I'm coming for you like he pulls one of those uh-huh. to see that like you actually see that slowly soften over the course of six as he befriends Tej and they debase the the racist salesman as as he admires the team and what they do I really loved watching the two of them slowly learn to respect one another. Um, And it just kind of hurts my heart to know that that was not what's happening in real life. Well, I'm still of the impression that this is all for publicity. This is all wrestling, playing heel, and that it's going to actually come together. Because I still just don't see a world where it doesn't happen. But also... I have conflicting feelings about uh, about what's happening. Because I think you're right. Like, it does really read as wrestling promos. But, like... I know a couple people that have been on a set with Vin Diesel and said that he can be like pretty rough if it's his if it's his vision, if you will. That said, you know, when your name is the name associated with a franchise and you want it a certain way, I imagine you do want to speak up. Whereas The Rock seems to come across as the good guy in this situation, but you are never gonna convince me that that guy is not roided out 
with that comes rage issues. So I can, I don't think that either of them are the good guy or the bad guy. And I have every reason to believe that it's real, but I want it to be fake so bad. And like watching this, it just like hurt my heart when they were like, even at the end when they can't look at each other in the eye and they stand like sort of next to each other, sort of in front of one another. Like, I never think I'd trust a criminal. I never think I'd trust a cop. It's such a weird choice of blocking, but it's a great moment because it's like these two guys used to hate each other, but now they're, they don't want to look at each other in the eye, but he's at the barbecue. This is good. And like, that's the end of that, really. You know, in seven, they're not really ever in the same room because that started nope. to brew. And yep. by eight, you know, hey, you can have a spinoff. And I'm such a fan of both of these actors and both of these characters that I really want them to be best buddies and family forever. But yeah, I have another note here uh, when <laughs> when Dom and Letty can compare scars. Oh, in, yeah. In what at, at what point in this franchise did these people start taking damage, let alone scars? Because that's teen the years. Only, only, teen years. only teen years. I think it's all before the movies. It's all as soon as the movies right. began, they they became invincible. So what you're saying is they had a life before I knew them. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's like oh, I wrote down this one line because like to one of the rules in this universe is kind of like spoken a bit like a silent rule in this universe is that if you're in a car, you're safe. Doesn't matter what it is. If you're in a car, you're safe. There's the scene, the the great uh, tank highway chase, where Letty gets launched off of off of the front of the tank, and then Dom launches himself off the front of his car to intercept her midair. Yep. And then come crashing into a uh, into a, a windshield. And later she she asks him, "How did you know that there would be a car?" To break yep. our fall. And he yep. says, I didn't. Some things you have to take on faith. Mm-hmm. What I love is that operates on the assumption of if you land on a car, you're going to be okay no matter what. That's just a great moment in this movie where it's just like, listen, we know that we're playing loose with the physics. <laughs> just stick with us. If they land in a car, they're fine because they know cars. And I love that they kind of called attention to it there, but also tied it into this weird, like kind of weird, like like Christian moral code that these movies like secretly have. There was so much Jesus in F nine. Oh that's yeah, all I keep thinking when I watch it. There's so much Jesus, but yeah, that that's a weird scene because like every time I watch that, like that windshield crunches, and it also sounds like. Dom breaks his back yeah, yeah. in the landing of that. And then he's just like, totally fine. And yeah, you're right. It, he lands on a car. And we learn that if as long as you land on a car, you're also fine. You're so perfectly it's just like, fine. It's just in a car or lands on a car. Well, because they get their power from cars, right? So yes, it's exactly. like he's landing and like able to jump again in a video game, right? It's like he can touch the ground and like replenishes his fuel yes. or something. I yeah. mean, in part seven, if I remember correctly, he tries to launch a car into a helicopter. He misses and they're like, oh my God, it's a disaster. He missed as if it wouldn't be the same disaster had he collided with a damn helicopter. <laughs> And then when he's, like, on the ground after that, like, oh, oh, shit, Dom's gonna die. They're like, quick, get him in a car. And then they get him in a car, and he, like, comes back to consciousness. It's been a while, but I seem to remember that. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. They, they draw their power from cars. We talked about this in our Patreon bonus episode from last week, 
we did the movie Holy Motors. And basically, oh, there's a movie. character in that who should have died three or four times, but every time he gets back in this limo, he's fine. And yes. so it's the same theory here. It's the Automancer theory. It's these cars are literally providing them power and life and sustenance. What was the term that you just used? Automancer? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a word that uh, one of our listeners, Wes, I think, coined or co-opted from somewhere. Did. Yes. Yeah. That's a great term. With each movie, they level up. The more they touch a car, the more they're around cars, the more invincible they become. Also, guns, computers, anything that they're next to, they get better at. Circuits, yes. numbers, whatever te- whatever Tej's, you know, flavor of the week is. I don't know when they all took Krav Maga training, but yeah, they went from street racers to they're all, like, really, really good at hand-to-hand combat. Definitely in this movie, for sure. The dual fight scene between yes. um, Riley and Letty... And then with um, Han Roman and Joe Taslim, I'll just call him because I don't know his character's name. That is definitely one of like the high points of the series. A lot of glass shattering, a lot of really cleanly shot hand-to-hand combat, which is one of my favorite things to see on film. I I hate the way fisticuffs are shot most of the time now. I hate it. That's like really, really clean. But at the same time you're watching it, you're like, when did Roman... <laughs> pick up these skills i won't i'm not gonna spoil it but dan did you see the suicide squad yet or no yes loved it and i'm not joe has not seen it yet so i'm not gonna spoil it for him but there's a fight scene that you see entirely in that movie reflected on a helmet and i'm like this is such a weird cool like you're not seeing them like cut away and like pulling punches like you're you know it's it's just like a different way to film a fight and like it's both satisfying as like a novel movie thing and also unsatisfying because like i want to see the guys fighting but like it was kind of cool because i hadn't seen that before and i was kind of into that that's like my favorite part in that whole movie. The uh, I, I wrote about it in my review specifically about that helmet shot because, yeah, it's just such a creative way to... to... The, the issue with, with fight scenes nowadays is that nine times out of ten, and yeah, sure, I'm going to be referring to like like the MCU and, and DCU and all that, is that it's usually yep. between two people who are so famous that you can't possibly get them pinned down for six weeks of choreography training. Oh, I thought there's, there's also the same thing like in here where like Jason Statham and Vin Diesel and The Rock are like counting punches on set because they can't be punched more than the other. The also thing like in terms of the MCU is that like it's a person fighting like a CGI robot or something, right? It's just like it's not actual, yeah. But it's like if you don't do that and like that's why you you love a John Wick because they like all of that is is in lens, you know, for the most part. Like it's, it was created in pre-production, not in post-production. And so often now, due to so many circumstances, you know, they get everybody moving and then you create the fight in the edit. I grew up on too much Jackie Chan for that to, to even be remotely passable for me. I, I hate that. And I think that Fast 6 is very well shot in terms of its fisticuffs. Compare it to Fast 8, which... I think that any hand-to-hand combat in that is, like, top-to-bottom garbage. Well, there, there's something to be said here about hiring Joe Taslam, hiring Gina Carano out of the MMA, and then the next movie, hiring Tony Jaa, and then hiring, yeah. I mean, even though she's a terrible actor, but the, what she needs to do, like hiring Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah. Like, those, you're, you're hiring people who actually care about and are able to make it look real because it is real to a certain extent, right? Like, the yeah. MMA people for sure – and then Tony John Joe Tasm, like the shit, like the like the reason that the raid and old boy and stuff are as memorable as they are, because because you don't cut away, you just do everything and yep. you see it all, and it just it looks better. And I do think we've heard it before, like recently too, that somebody a recent guest was like that underground fight scene is like their favorite moment in any of these movies. And there's not a car to be seen, but it's just because it feels fresh and honest and like raw in a way that like these movies. 
they're kind of too glossy now to do. Yeah, that's that's a perfect word for it. They are too glossy. Even the way it's choreographed, like it's comical. Like Han and Roman struggling to fight Joe Taslam is really funny. Like the way it's choreographed, it makes room for them to mug at the camera. It makes room for them to accidentally hit one another because he's so slick. It's it's really so much fun. Whereas now it's like like I I made the joke uh like I I didn't care for the Black Widow movie and there were so many points where I was just watching it and I was like all right I've got two blurs going at one another I hope the blur with red hair is the one that remains standing once once the camera settles down right. and yeah. like there's no there's no cinema there in, in my estimation and like I oh Martin Scorsese on the pod here uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but I, I think there's plenty of examples of cinema within. I love superhero movies. It's just so often now, so much of it is already built and sitting in a hard drive, and then we just plug and play our favorite our favorite celebs. Well, no, and I think I think that's fair, and I think you know this is something that Joe said recently too that like Justin Lin coming back for nine, and then this kind of being his crowning masterpiece, maybe like of the trilogy in the middle of four, five, six. The movies are glossy in a way, and maybe they don't have that, but he's bringing a different type of thing that is sort of a refreshing throwback to these kind of movies. Mm-hmm. You know, the movies from like five or six, ten years ago, whatever, like not like really old movies, but there's something that feels different about nine that was missing for, for different reasons in seven, eight. Not that seven's bad and not that eight's bad. I, I like eight more than I ever have before, but he's doing something, and I think it's if it's not the fighting, it's just... It's a different kind of thing he's capturing in these in five and six. Watching this one, I was kind of reminded, like, even in nine, which I very much enjoyed, there's a lot of moments where I was like, this whole thing is rendered. Everything I'm looking at on screen is digital. Whereas in six, there's a lot of points, like, you know, where they, you know, there's plenty of digital work and there's plenty of, like, sweetening. But there's so many points where I was like, that's a real car. That's an actual car doing that kind of stuff. And, like, even in 9, there's moments where I was like, you know what? That's not a real car. You know, it's not a sweetened real car. It's just someone. It's just ones and zeros, you know? And um, yep. But I think that Lynn is good at that. Certainly better than, uh, was it F. Gary Gray did for 8? And I'm talking yeah. a lot of smack on 8. I have only seen that once. I'd be open to watching it again. I just, I had a not very positive reaction to that. It took It took a couple... Yeah, more than a couple watches for us to start coming around on it. Yeah, I mean, it's fun at any rate. I I love these movies. The worst fast movie is still better than so many other things. Yeah, that is the correct answer. I mean, they just they're they're there to be enjoyed, you know. And two, four, and eight are the three that are like widely of like the fifty rankings or whatever we have. Like those are the ones that people like the least. And so, you know, two is a little bit higher for you than for most other people or a lot of other people at least. But four and eight you have low, and those are the ones that. uh, you know, people don't necessarily love. Joe, what about you? What did, what did you pick up this time around? Let's let's hear something from you. Anything that you you learned this time? I had two main things that um, because now I watch all these movies through the lens of F nine, right? Yep. So like, I had two main things that when I was watching it this time, when Brian and Dom are talking and Mia's like there with them at the beginning, she's like, "You guys always work better together." And I started thinking about it as if she had maybe like some underhandedness to that, you know, like they just have the baby. He's named Jack and she's kind of being like, hey, like we should bring Jacob back because like you in a world that Jacob exists, you can imagine. And Mia was like trying to seek him out and, you know, everything we know from F9 that you could imagine here, like she's constantly trying to feed Dom, like go find Jacob. 
bring Jacob back, that line hit different when I was watching it this time. Wait, have we talked about the weirdness of the younger brother being kind of named after the dad? Jacob and Jack? Yeah. It's not exactly, but it's pretty close. It's close. That's kind of a junior-y type thing. Although you'd imagine Dom was always junior, right? Like, wouldn't it always, like, it just felt like Dom was, like, Dom Jr.? <laughs> I Dom? feel like everybody in the Toretto family just calls one another Toretto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Listen, Toretto. Whatever, Toretto. That definitely works. And then Mia. Like, just Toretto's and Mia. And Mia, yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> the other big one that I thought about was just because we're watching them back to back, that they had that like scene in nine near the end where they're like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? They're like the telephone pole wires. And I totally forgot that that's them like kind of calling back to this because before the tank comes out, there's a truck driving and they just like have that steel cable that they run it into and the tank comes through there. And I was like, oh, they're just totally repeating that gig again. And I, I didn't connect those two until right now. Yeah, Worked right. once, why not work again? Yeah, with like the EMPs in this one that they got that were in two, but you say are Cypher's tech from the future. Yeah. That's amazing. It's so magical. Those are those are the two main things that, I, well, the other things I cut in as we were talking, but go ahead. I want to hear more from Dan, but the only other note that I have, I think, well, there's two things. Number one, I know that Heather hates it. We talked about it last lap. I love the opening credits here. I would love nothing more than for 10 part two or 11 or whatever the, the final one's going to be called to end with sequence, like a sequence like this and do it in a way like Endgame. Remember Endgame and there's like very flashy, flourishy closing credits, but like don't have like Vin Diesel sign his name on the screen or whatever. Like that was kind of a little over the top, but like I want another like, you know, this is the life I chose montage closing out 11. Just like Dude. bring this back. Give me that, please. Whenever yeah. we whenever we turned it on this time, Rachel was like, oh, I forgot that we have a previously on in this Fast and the Furious. And I was like, yeah, you know what? And I, at this point, there's so many of them, and like some of them have come out so long ago, I kind of don't mind the previously ons, because it's not like it spoils it. It's not like there was like some shows that they'll be like previously on, or like Lost, yes. right? It's like, oh, the French woman's in this. I guess she hasn't, she hasn't been around for 12 episodes, I guess. It's a yeah. French woman episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't do that. It's just like, these are just like highlights of like dope shit from before. And yeah. you're like, okay, cool. That's Set cool. to a cool song done in a cool way. Yeah, there's nothing to not like about it. I get what Heather was saying about like, they've never done this before. They never do it again. Why are they doing it now? But I want it again. The Same. other the <laughs> other thing was that uh, when Dom goes to Brian, he's trying to recruit Brian. He's like, look, and he shows her the picture. He shows him the picture of Letty, right? Mm-hmm. And Brian's like, you know, I used to do this shit all the time as a cop, blah, blah, blah. And I, it's it's clearly not what he means, not literally, but I think it'd be funny if Brian was just like showing all sorts of criminals, like pictures of Letty, be like, look who this is. <laughs> like, I don't know who this woman is. You're going to do it. You're going to do the work because this is Letty. And she's like, guy, I don't know who this is. What are you? She's still alive. I told you. And they're like, I, I've never seen this woman before in my it's life. It's like, what's the matter? It looks like you've seen a ghost. They're like, no, I don't know who this is. That's <laughs> That's what's confusing to me. That That's really awesome. You hit me with a car. Yeah, Brian just being a dumb, terrible cop and being like, just showing people like pictures of Letty because he thinks that's what's, that's what's supposed to <laughs> How are we supposed to get it done? I've been doing this for years. It's never worked before. Why is it going to work now? I used to do that shit all the time as a cop, show pictures of Letty. <laughs> Honestly, so though, dumb. If, they, if they showed that, it wouldn't even feel like parody at that point. If that happened in the movie, I'd just be like, yep, yep. 
he shows him like it just would fit on brand. Like, yeah, okay, uh, I'll take yeah. it. I wanted uh-huh. to say before we got too far away from it about the montages. One, this franchise is not above a good montage. We all cried our eyes out at the end of seven. I like the montage at the beginning of this because once again, it speaks to the whole family element. It's there to prime us to just kind of say like, hey, all of your favorites are back. And they're here to work together. These are some great moments. Get ready for some more. Like, I I really appreciated that. I I like that. And I'm a big fan of the Rocky franchise. And anybody who knows anything about Rocky is that, like, at least for the first four movies, they all start with the last scene of the previous movie. Mm -hmm. And and it's, you like, at the... Like, you get a lot of the final fight of Rocky at the beginning of Rocky 2. You get yeah. a lot of the final fight of Rocky 2 at the beginning of Rocky 3. I think that goes all the way up through 5. So I, I've said this before on here, but I did a couple of past guests of the show, the Mikester and Brian and Kyle, we all went to see at the Alamo Draft House in Yonkers, did a Rocky marathon. This is before oh. Creed 2 came out, but we saw the six Rocky movies and Creed. I'm so jealous. And it was like a 13-hour thing. That is very apparent because, again, like Rocky Four is 85 minutes long and like the first five minutes are the end of Rocky Three, And the rest is three montages. Exactly. And it's, it's a perfect movie. But the movie in that franchise that suffers the most from that is Rocky Balboa because it comes out 15 years after Rocky Five and like 20 years after Rocky Four, which is like the last movie that people kind of cared about. And like half of Rocky Balboa is either montages or references or rehashes or recaps. Mm-hmm. And I understand if you haven't seen a Rocky movie in 20 years, you might like that. But we had seen them 10 minutes ago minutes and before. two hours yeah. and 10 minutes ago and yeah. four hours and 10 minutes ago. And I was like, this is goddamn insufferable. <laughs> so those movies use previously on in a way that nobody else does and they're still like under 90 minutes long i don't understand i I don't get it but you know i am a huge stallone fan and i'm staring at a poster of rocky right now at my desk i i love the rocky movies warts and all what i like about the rocky movies is exactly what i like about the fast and furious movies is that they're just so earnest (laughs) <laughs> and I, I that's just charming to me. I, I think in a world where we're almost pre-programmed to roll our eyes at anything and everything, and I'm certainly guilty of it myself, to have movies that are just wantonly earnest and are just all about, like, be good, do the right thing, take care of your friends and family, yep. and, and you know, find time to smile and have a corona at the end. Like, I, I love that, and it's so rare. And so, yeah, I, I kind of see these movies as parallel. So the montages don't bother me because... We all know Rocky loves a montage and a flashback, so Truly. I'm into it. I would love a final montage at the end of 10 or 11 or whatever we get up to. What if it's just a montage of barbecues? Oh, I'm into it. Because totally it's just going it. to be like all the previous barbecues, just like, ooh, like a time lapse of them aging, kind of like Cold Case or something. Yeah. They just like, they just like slowly age through the barbecues and then you see them like at the last barbecue, like they're just like really old and then it turns out that they were just on the beach the whole time. Oh, that would be amazing. And that beach is the beach from old. Is the beach from old. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's still set to like, this moment, we own it. <laughs> and for some reason, M. Night is still there doing his, his I'm not going to spoil what it is because Joe hasn't seen yeah, it Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. But M. Night is at the barbecue you yeah yeah perfect <laughs> he's like never turn your back on family even if they've been dead the whole time <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Dan, anything else about Fast and Furious 6 that you want to talk about? Because we've got a couple games here. I don't want to rush you in, in terms of your thoughts here, but we've got a couple games to play still. But anything else about Fast and Furious 6 that you want to talk about? I'll read you three quick notes. One, Vin Diesel delivers a very believable flying headbutt. Yeah. Yes. He does. Two, when Brian gets back from jail and Dom's just like, whatever, we, we actually didn't need anything that you that you found out. Don't worry about it. Like, it's just yep. a completely useless <laughs> thing. But I love that when, when Brian comes back, he's like, where's Dom? They're like, he's in the other room. And Brian goes in the other room and Dom is just standing there flexing in front of a car. Just <laughs> silently brooding. It's like, oh, that's what you were doing today. Okay. I love that Toretto sees Letty driving he doesn't even see her in the car. He just sees her driving style and it's just like, Letty. <laughs> like, that's so funny. And then later they talk about it like it's romantic. She's like, oh, you think you know me? Because you saw me drive? And he's like, well, you know what they say where I'm from. Show me how you drive and I'll show you who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah, the man. fuck out of here. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Is it? <laughs> do you think that there was like some bullshit in there too? Like, do you think he was like, God damn it, she always does that shit like where she doesn't look in her rear view mirror and yeah. almost takes the front of, like the back bumper off. What is she she downshifts too early or whatever and yeah, she has a reason? Yeah, too early, yeah. yeah. She just has you trouble break. parallel parking and like we find out Yeah, like, that's what I that mean. Back like, in the day, like... they always had to do like a, a fire drill and he would park for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I was saying. He's like, God damn it, my wife used to do that shit all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Letty. Well, and then speaking of them, this happens in every single Fast and Furious movie where they're suddenly being romantic and then I go, oh, yeah, uh, duh, I, I forgot that they weren't brother and sister. It, <laughs> it always, Letty and Dom? They have less than no chemistry. There's none. I see no desire for one another between them and then they'll do something romantic and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're not brother and sister. Me is the sister. And like, it, every single time... <laughs> It, like, shatters my reality for a second because I do not buy either of them as being remotely, romantically, or sexually interested in the other one at all. It never clicks. And every time they, like, kind of smooch, I'm like, ew! Oh, yeah, duh. I can see them being together because they're such great partners, but in the same sense that, like, when I see them do something romantic, I'm like, neither of you would ever do this in real life. Yeah. Like, there's, like, no way that you're having, like, a touching conversation moment. Like, the, the like, working on a car together, making out because they're both sweaty in the first one in the garage. Cool. I see that happening. But, like, not the, like, let's let's talk about our feelings and, and like, memories together thing. I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, it's, they, they have such a weird anti-chemistry that it just... I just always forget that they're not the Toretto brother and sister. And then the only other note that I have <laughs> is that the very last line in the movie, Roman praying to God and thanking him for fast cars. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best that's the best grace in the whole series. And most of all, thank you for fast cars. It's like okay. And the music just comes in. Yeah. It's perfect. Wah, wah. That also sounds kind of like the ABC music on Hulu before like Lost Plays. It's kind of like that yeah. sort of music. Yes. I will <laughs> I, know I think exactly. it'd be very funny if at the end of Fate, Roman's like, Dom, I don't know what to say. Just it's like just like the baby Brian Diana nine. Roman just say what's in your heart. He goes, Thanks for fast cars. It's like yeah, yeah it's beautiful, beautiful <laughs> man. I, I, is it out of is it out of place to say one more thing about Fast Nine, even though we're talking no, about Fast Six? I love, 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 love in Fast Nine when there's spoiler alert in space and Tej 
leans upon adherence to physics as to why they will be safe. And watching Fast 6, I was like, in what world has physics ever, ever played a part in anything that these guys have ever done? Never. Never. Not once. It's but at the same time, it all it all in the moment it all tracks. I'm like, yeah, that's what cars do. You know what? I didn't even write this down. One last thing I'll say about six. (laughs) Six features what I think is the most iconic image from the entire franchise. Do either of you know what it is? No, what is it? What do you what do you think? Wait, hold on. Most iconic image from any of the movies is in this movie. It's in this movie. It's so iconic. The same way that is it you know, you don't turn your back on family. No, no, I'm talking about an image, like a freeze frame image. In the same way that like Alien Three, not very well loved, but it has that great shot of Ripley and the alien using its second mouth, like slowly up to her face. That's the most iconic image in all of Alien, and it's in Alien Three. Ooh. I think the most iconic image in all of Fast and Furious is in Six. Hold what on, hold on, hold on. Let me think. Is it is it people or is it cars? Two vehicles and one person. Two vehicles and one person. At least to me. I mean, I've written so much about the Fast and Furious movies that maybe I'm biased by the fact that this picture comes up in Google whenever you search Fast and Furious, but it's Ooh. what I think of. What is it? It is the moment where Roman is flying in the air between the tank and Brian's oh, car on the highway. Yeah. That freeze frame of him between those two is like such a great piece of stuff. Yeah, work. And yeah. it's so iconic to Fast and the Furious, at least to me. But um, I, I just think that's such a fantastic moment in the middle of what I would say is the high point of the whole franchise. Yeah, I would definitely say that's up there. I think more iconic probably is Letty the and same. Dom. The same, well, the same, not even, not from this movie, but from the first one and five, both time Dom puts his arms up like the Jesus cross, like, ask any racer, you thought you had me, you never had me. Oh, yeah. Uh, or this, this is, is Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. 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 Like, those, I think, are both pretty, you know, Brian handing him the keys. I, I think oh, a lot yeah, of the things yeah. from the montage in this one and the montage at the end of seven are pretty, my yeah. car, you know, that kind of stuff, yeah. right? So. That's maybe the most iconic Roman. Certainly, thing. yeah. This is this is certainly flavored by my own bias uh, towards this this movie. Yeah. Are you ready to find out which Fast and Furious character you are? Yes. All right. There are seven questions. Each question has six answers. Multiple choice. Pick whatever you want and go from there. Are you ready? I am ready. Question number one: How fast are you? NASCAR, roller coaster, Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota Prius, Vespa, or Razor scooter? Roller coaster. Question number two, you know it's coming. How furious are you? The Hulk, Kylo Ren, Christian Bale in that one movie set that one time, Mel Gibson, Charlie Brown, or Jack McBrayer? <laughs> I think I'm Christian Bale that one time. Okay. Because I can get there. I, I typically don't, but I can get there. Okay. When someone messes up my lighting and falls into my scene, yeah, I can get there. Dan, we're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Are you manning the grill? saying grace, kicking back with a beer, babysitting, being the entertainment, or sneaking a snack? A lot of those things, but uh, recently, it's been manning the grill. Word. All it's right. a good time for it. It's summer. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, it. I have, I'm, I'm the grill master in my household. I, I like to be the grill master because it allows me the opportunity to sneak snacks and be the entertainment. Yep. But True. I will, I will stick with grill master to keep it clean. Dan, you've got time to kill. What are you doing? Grabbing a bite, working on your car, 
hanging with friends, drinking a beer, working out, or working on your computer? Uh, I'm probably working on my computer. Dan, describe your wedding, please. I'm never getting married. It's just me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. I don't remember. Ooh, um, probably not getting married. Congratulations, you just won the lottery. What are you buying? My own garage, a private plane, I'm gambling it all away, my childhood home, a fleet of cars, or a new life? Ooh, that's a tough one. Shit, I was just going to invest. Let's say a new life. Finally, what is your drink of choice? Belgian ale, Corona, something fruity, water, whatever's cheapest, or just, you know, Joe's getting a drink, you know, just get me one of whatever you're having. Of choice, it's it's actually water. I love water. I drink okay. so much water. <laughs> you I are. Know. I wonder. Have we had this character before? This I was going to be... say this is an interesting one. Go ahead. Ooh. I don't. I didn't have a guess. So after five questions, you were a new character we've never had before. And then question six put you to a different character. And then question seven kept you there. You are a new character. I have no idea what this write up is because I haven't read it since Wes wrote it. You are Brixton. You're Idris Elba from Hobbs Ooh. and Shaw. I will take it. Dan, you are ruthless, but that isn't a bad thing. Life is a struggle, and anyone who wants to make the most of it must be willing to make some tough choices to become the best version of themselves. You're constantly striving to do that, and it's your dream to see everyone else reach their potential too, even if people don't always know what's best for them. You're fiercely loyal to your beliefs and to the people who share them, and you believe that disloyalty is an unforgivable offense. Some might see you as too hard-lined, but that's because most people are too weak in their resolve. It's not your job to think at their level they should rise to yours, and you drive like drive. the wind, the wind blows. blows. That's remarkably spot-on to my worldview. <laughs> Good. That's really uncanny, actually. The Wow. So the character, I'm not going to say who it was. But they're not the character you were for a second, but the one that came in second place, there's a bunch of point systems, that was somebody else too. So whatever you're, I think, I honestly think what, what tipped the scales here, I'm never getting married. I don't know if we've had a guest yes. say that. And that, no. like, totally, because, like, so much of this, for better or worse, this franchise is about, like, Dom and Lenny's perpetual love or whatever. But that, man, you, you brought us down a new path, and you are our first and only so far Brixton, so congratulations. Right, yeah, um, and what's funny character. about that is I am in a very happy long-term relationship. We just don't feel like doing that. <laughs> that's the, that's, that's totally fair. So, but yeah. that's family. That is family. So now I'm wondering, you know, we have not added characters for nine. We added, we probably said it before, and not really spoil, we added five from Hobbs and Shaw. So if we were going to add five from nine, we'd have to do Jacob. We would have to do L. We would have to do Cardi B, maybe? Are there... Who else is Who else is of new of note? I mean, there's Buddy. Buddy. L, Cardi, Buddy, so, Jacob. That's Jacob, it. L, Cardi, Buddy. Hmm. You are young Dom. You know how, like, in Smash Brothers, like, you want to be Link? You want to be Young Link? You want to be Toon Link? It's like, you want to be <laughs> Dom? You want to be Young Dom? You want to be Spy Racers Dom? Yeah, those are it's just like, skins. Those are just yeah. skins. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're just skins. Um... I'm looking through. Joe, did we do this with adding Spy Racers too? No, never ever. Really? I mean, we could add Tony Toretto, but then people would get it and just be like, what? You could add Kenny. Did you add Kenny? Kenny Linder? Kenny Lind. Ooh. Did you ever murder somebody's dad? Yeah. <laughs> Which of these sounds like the most enjoyable thing? Murdering a dad? <laughs> m- getting vengeance on someone who murdered your dad? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, no way. Bill Simmons was in the pit crew. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard and, that on the How Did This Get Made episode, which I stopped listening to because I'm like, I can't. I'm too close to these movies to hear them talk about this movie. But that was the one thing, the one new bit of news that I meant to bring up. But yeah, Bill Simmons was apparently in the pit crew in F9, which is kind of cool, I guess. It is cool. Oh, fun. The next game is this Ain't No 10 Second Race, a.k.a. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. So, Dan, this is where we go on Twitter.com, a.k.a. The Bird app, and find any tweet. I think I maybe explained this to you via email. If not, I apologize. I will explain it now. You go on Twitter.com and find any tweet from anyone you don't know. It can be a celebrity. It can be just a random person on Twitter. And you're going to send the tweet to me via email or put it in the Zoom chat or whatever. And we're going to respond to them from our account, from Too Fast, Too Forever, saying with a customized message if you want. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. And then there's a scoring system. If they like the tweet, you get one. I'm going to change the scoring system here a little bit, Joe. If they like the tweet, it's one. If they retweet it, it's two. If they reply, it's five. And I'm going to add in because, like, nobody has ever emailed in. But if they follow you, if they follow us, ten points. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's fair. And, Dan, while this sounds like a very easy game, it is wildly difficult to score points so i'm going to review last episode because carol was on to talk about f9 we played it last week so i'm going to review last week's picks and i'm going to do that now while you two find tweets let's look back at last week so last week i found 47 at rhino x 47 on twitter f9 they went to outer space that's it for f10 gotta go to the afterlife and get my girl giselle and brian o'connor i said this is the only now the only thing we want boy do we have a podcast for you Nothing. Uh, Joe, you found Kathy Kathy Campos at Kathy Kitty Pop, aka Kathy Braga. Yeah. Why is Liddy why is Letty the shit in every movie? Ah, I love the girl. Hashtag F9. We love Letty. And we did a whole lap of our show on Michelle Rodriguez's movies. Boy, do we have a podcast for you, which is really true. Kathy could not give a shit about our podcast. No, she doesn't Nothing. give a fuck. No fucks given, Kathy. Kara found a thread by Essex Fails Drives McLaren at Devorick, and the one we replied to specifically was, Cypher's new hair is even weirder, but it suits her better, I think. And we said, we've been thinking about Cypher's new hair a lot. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Nothing. Nothing. So now I found, I'm going to go first because I have it open right here. I found Katie McDonald at Katie Shea 97. This just made me laugh. My internalized misogyny surfaces in the way that I love the Fast and Furious movies like nothing else. Okay. And I yeah. don't know why. I guess she knows that these movies are not great to women. And yet, she still loves them. We complain a lot on here about how the women need to be better treated on here. And yet, yep. we still love these movies. Yep. We are right there with you, Katie McDonald. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. I love in Fast Nine when uh when Jacob and Dom are like hashing out all their family shit and Mia's just standing there watching. She's like, I I am also directly related to both of you. <laughs> and it just cuts to her just kind of like watching like passively. I was like, she doesn't get a say in this. <laughs> I'm saying we are right there with you. We can't wait for Letty to lead her own movie or for any of the women to be treated better. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Katie McDonald at Katie Shea ninety seven. I was trying to find, like, the the way that I found this tweet is I was trying to find, remember, Joe, you found that, I don't know if it was something you picked or if it was just one of the extra ones we did, but the guy's bio was, all I do is, all I love is Sprite in the Fast and Furious. Yes. And he followed us, like, immediately or whatever. Yeah. Nice. I was trying to find, I love Fast and Furious, and it's a real mixture of things, like, 
one of them was related. It was just like, these tomatoes are coming in fast and furious. I love it. I love heirloom tomatoes or something like that. I'm like, well. Oh, that... remember the whole fast and furious political thing that yeah, we had to deal terrible. with for like Absolutely months? Terrible. It was garbage. All right, Dan, you just emailed this to me. Can you please hit us with your tweets for this game? I, I mean, this this tweet, the reason I picked it because I had no context for the, the game was just because it really made me laugh. Um, That's should I, perfect. Should I read it out loud? Yes, please. Yes. Read, read who it's from first. This is from, uh, the username is Noble and a emoji of a camel yep at mr cat thomas or ca thomas mm-hmm. and his tweet is i forgot john cena is in this movie hashtag f9 yeah <laughs> that's it he forgot it just came out and the big hook is that john cena is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's there's two things that people know about like if people are looking for this movie there's two things they know han is back and John Cena's here. Yeah. Was so, it you? Was it you who said, or who said that they went to go see the movie and somebody in the theaters, like we were on with, um, Air, oh, yeah, we were on with Aaron and Abe, and he was like the guy in front of me in the theater. They were like, like John Cena is Dom's brother, and they were like, what? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, what? Did you? Where have you been for two years now? When yeah. uh, when I saw Fast Nine and they had the quick little nod to Giselle, a uh, guy in the theater went. Yo, that's Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) And like sounded legitimately shocked. And I just, I almost envied him. I was like, I would love to live in a world where like, I can just be completely blown away by these things. Yeah, where media (laughs) is not like your job. Yeah, yeah. Like if we're, I would love to not be like a complete movie degenerate and just still be able to be surprised by like, oh yeah, that's that guy. (laughs) (laughs) So now Dan, for Noble, Mr. C.A. Thomas, do you want to customize it? We're going to say at least a boy of a podcast for you, hashtag Fast and Furious, and then link to the show page. But is there anything more you want to add to that tweet? Something to the effect of like, you know, uh, oh, trying to think of a way to, to word this he says i forgot john cena was in this movie and be like something to the effect of like well you probably forgot a lot of other stuff too but we got your back i thought you were gonna see that's because you couldn't see him in the that's trailer. where i thought you were oh! going to <laughs> well that was also a big joke because uh, we had like three or four of us in the theater and as soon as he rolled up in the car we were all like everyone everyone made the joke to one another like wow self-driving cars <laughs> What I'm saying is, well, if you forget anything else about these movies, we've got your back. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Love it. Perfect. Perfect. I don't know that we actually do have a podcast for Noble, but, you know, maybe we do. Maybe we do. That'd be Joe, great who if you got? listened to the Fast 9 episode and was just like, oh, shit, that was John Cena. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot he was in that movie I cannot again. believe it. I know I just watched it, but now I forgot again. Oh, this is very good. Go ahead. Hit us with this one. It's somebody quote tweeting a shot of Gumby screens, and it's Gumby in a car. Uh, the username is Eric, I'm assuming. It's E-R-Y-C-K, at Eric Tate. Yep. He says, yes, I'm a cinephile, and yes, I love the Fast and the Furious franchise. We exist. And I just want to reply, there's literally dozens of us. <laughs> Boy, do we have a podcast for you! All right, Dan, we have one more game to play before we let you before we let you go back to your. I, I, I was going to have a, a family life. joke in there. I got I I lost it. It's all good. I I have no plans. I tend to live my life a quarter mile at a time. Well, that's perfect. Yes, we will we will let you go back to your one quarter mile at a time. But we have one more game to play called do Dude. It. What's my car? Dude, what? My car. What? Your car, dude. So this is a game. I know nothing about cars. Joe knows a decent amount about cars, even though I feel like I'm. Somehow, like, I'm learning about cars. A and lot. 
Joe, Joe is getting worse at deciphering my clues, or my clues are getting worse. I don't know, one or the other. But I feel like in a certain way, we're like meeting in the middle, which is not the way this game is supposed to go. Like, not at that all. That feels like how it's supposed to go. But Dan said he's going to join your team tonight, Joe. But I am going to describe a car that a listener has emailed in. Not, And you guys can ask yes or no questions. You could ask, you know, I'm going to give you the country of origin. And you're just going to try to guess what the car is. Like the make, like make and model? Yes. Okay. It, it, again, very hard. So I would okay. pick very, a number. I wasn't sure if it was like make or model or if it was going to like be like the Batmobile or something. It could be. It I don't know what be. these cars are. Sometimes I don't know what these cars are. are. Uh, but Dan, please pick a number one, two, or three. Uh, let's go with three. From Jerry, subject line, car pick. Oh, this is the one that I said good luck last time. We're going to save that for a different one, maybe. <laughs> two. Yeah. Ooh, that's kind of a cool. Okay, here. We'll do two. Subject line, interesting car pick. Got one I like to call, okay, I'll say this, the luxury Corvette. It's not a Chevy. It's not a Corvette. I think it's American. Luxury Corvette. Uh, Yeah, this is an American car, and it's from the 2000s. It is black. Oh, this is not what I thought this car was going to look like when I clicked on it to zoom in. Also, the license plate in this picture from New Jersey, so shout out New Jersey. Yeah, hello. Very helpful. It's an American car, black. It's very low profile. It is a two-door car. I thought it would have been four four doors. I did not know that this manufacturer made two-door cars, which I guess I might be – Joe, you might That's be like – weird. 80% of the cars are two-door cars. I don't, I don't think that I've ever seen – because I think that they are known for luxury. Well, this is not Ooh. the kind of car – because I mean, again, Jerry said the luxury Corvette. They're known for luxury. Is this okay. a is this a Lexus of sorts? No. Is Lexus American or is Lexus not no. American? I have no Japanese. clue. Okay. It's a December to remember. That's all I know. Is Mitsubishi I think I know what it is. American? No. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it is, Joe? Is it a Cadillac? It is. Is it a CTS? Nope. No, what's the Cadillac that was like, oh, it's... Fuck. It's very similar. It shares two letters and a sound with... A type of camera. A Kodak? I was just going to say Kodak. <laughs> Not a brand of camera, a type of camera. Type of camera. Digital Cadillac. Uh, Dig- digital. How about disposable? Red. Is it a ca- Cadillac camera. IMAX? A Cadillac what was the they were like it's not it's not a three letter is it, it like is, a C- it's three letters. GTO. <sighs> No, that's Pontiac. BTO. No, that's Bachman Turner Overdrive. True. Um, is it an Ario Speedwagon? I would love that. Is that actually a car? I know no it's a clue. Is it a car? <laughs> no clue. <laughs> ATS? Was it ATS? A-T- you have none of those letters right. They're not They're not right. CT. Not CT? Nope. BFG. Mm-mm. FBI. So, I, I don't think any of you have said any of these letters yet. ABC. <laughs> D-E-F. Nope. nope. What is the, what are the X R? Yep, you got two of the letters, but not in the right order. RX, RX? Bandits. RX. Nope. What is it? RX what? Nope. One of the letters is in the right spot. There's three letters though. Oh, uh, XLR. XLR. Yes, the type yes. of camera is I the was, SLR. Was thinking oh, of cameras. Yeah. Okay. 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 There cool. you go. I'm gonna put in the chat here. It's the 2009 Cadillac XLR. Am I crazy to think that Cadillac does not make a lot of two door cars? Um, Ooh, that is a pretty no, car. they do. They make a decent amount of them. 
Well, this does not look. This does not look like a Cadillac to me. Like I would, I would guess this is something like either like a a, a Mustang type or a Corvette type or something like that. When I see the front end, the front end says Cadillac to me, but I also know nothing about cars. Well, you know, the grill is very Cadillac, but like the the fact that it's so long and sleek and like set back does not read Cadillac to me. Yeah, it doesn't feel boxy. The thing is, I think that this is literally a luxury Corvette. I think that it's probably a Corvette engine, a Corvette frame, and then they just put like Cadillac headlights on it. So what are like the drifting specs on this? Dude, oh, dude, all these kids have been buying old Corvettes and, like, drifting them, and it drives the boomers fucking mad, and I love it. It's so funny. Oh, nice. Like, yeah, yeah, it, like, really pisses off old white guys, because they're like, it's not supposed to do that. And they're <laughs> but like, look at it anyway. It's going. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, just, I don't care, <laughs> so whatever. So it's noted for its power retractable hardtop. Oh, that's Bul- cool. Bulgari-designed interior instruments, heads-up display, adaptive suspension, blah, 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 blah. This, I think, is to your point, Joe. Sharing the GMY platform and manufactured alongside a Chevrolet Corvette in Bowling Green, Kentucky, the two cars mm-hmm. also share hydroformed perimeter frame and composite bodywork construction that yep. each have unique exterior and interior styling, suspension settings, and engine. This is the first production Cadillac with radar-based adaptive cruise control and the first to offer both heated and cooled seats. Is there like a dope. can of NOS anywhere, or is it adaptable with NOS? I think you, you can, you can NOS, NOS anything, anything, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know anything. All I know is that it's an energy drink that's in the same color can as the NOS that I see in the movies, <laughs> and that if you press the button for NOS, you go crazy fast. <laughs> Yeah. I saw on the Fast and Furious memes page the other day that like somebody saw like they were like God damn it I made one Fast and the Furious meme and this is what's showing me on Amazon and it was like a nitrous oxide kit but the bottle was purple and I was like oh we've come <laughs> a long long way my friends like it wasn't actually Nos brand it was like some other brand and the bottles are purple now and I was like oh interesting see in my head if I saw the Nos purple I wouldn't think like ooh a new brand I would just be like oh they make grape they be- yes yes exactly. <laughs> Like, this one tastes like grape. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm gonna die. Is one day I'm gonna drink the wrong nos. And I'm like, this is this is weird. It's taking away my energy, and then I just die. No, you're just womp 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 womp. That's all that's gonna happen. Wait, is head. that really all it is? Is just it's yes. just nitrous oxide. So like, how does that how does that do what it does? It just like burns at a higher rate. I don't know anything about yes. cars, so combustion explain like I'm five. Okay, go watch go watch videos on combustion rates and octane and gasoline and things but yes that's exactly you're right you're on the right path okay is it like bad for your car it seems to me like it would be bad can't yeah it could definitely you you want to prepare your car to have way more like way more horsepower yeah you don't want that's a smart idea like i'm not gonna put nos in like a very small car that's not meant to do that yeah yeah fair enough yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't give cocaine to a baby Exactly. Yeah. That is, you nailed it. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. And also, precisely, you, even yeah. if you're an adult, you can't have it all the time. No, it's just occasionally yeah. when you need to get, when you need to, to win that race, you know? Precisely. Yes. Wow. <laughs> that was such a great break. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to keep that you can't give cocaine to a baby because I'm going to use that in other instances in life. It is, it really it is all yours. Now, you. like, now, arguably you can, but like bad idea. Yeah. Like, bad idea, yeah. Well, Dan, thank you for that bit of knowledge, and also thank you for joining us on the program tonight. What would you like people to know? Where can people find you? What do you want to plug or promote, or where can people follow you? 
Well, um, you can check out uh, my movie podcast, I Like to Movie Movie. It is available wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, uh, all that fun stuff. Um, I would also like to cordially invite both of you in the future to come and join me on the show as well. Wow. That would be a lot Down. of fun. Um, I do a comedy podcast called Hot Property with my buddy Steve. I write for moviejohn.com, I write for findy.com, and I have my own website where all of this can be found at scullyvision.com. Very, very cool. Well, thank you once again for joining us oh, and talking about your me. favorite yeah, Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, this is it, this wasn't my favorite going in. It was Fast Five, and then re-watching it, I was like, nope, this 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 takes the cake. So yeah, thank you. Choice. Yeah, I did, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> Joe, next week we are back to... A movie, a new movie, F9, once again. Nico Keva will be here to talk about F9 for the fourth time. We'll talk about it this lap. Uh, still lots of things to decipher and pick Are up. Are we going to hit nine times watching it? No, I think this lap we're going to do six, because we got Heather, and then we got in lap. So by the end of this lap, we will have seen it six times. Okay. okay. By the end of I'll next year, we will have seen it nine times, I believe. Nice. Perfect. Which seems like entirely too many times for a movie that came out in May <laughs> of the previous year but yes it does hey definitely, man definitely does f9 fourth gear next week with nico and kevo and then also sometime maybe next week or maybe the, the week after who knows when more fast and furious spy racers south pacific and then after that we'll be back and that'll be a bonus episode that'll be on a friday just a second episode in a week but then after that we'll be back on our pit stop fast and furious f9 one two three kind of cycle this is just a weird thing Perfect. still recovering rebounding whatever from the f9 vod release getting pushed back a week but for all things Too Fast Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever, or at Too Fast Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com. Ten bonus episodes over there that you will never be able to get from beyond the paywall. Go back with our Super Bowl episode with Brian Slumber Party Ooh, Rodriguez, true. where I had this brand new microphone, microphone, and it was very wild time in the new episode with the mic about Holy Motors. microphone. And everything in between. Ten episodes over there. Also, you get to pick movies for us to watch. Stickers, handwritten letters, our undying love and affection. What's not to love? And too fast, too forever. Shop for all of your too fast, too forever merch needs. I guess. I don't know. Wait, I totally forgot. At movie movie cast on Instagram and Twitter. That's a Perfect. new development. So I wanted to get that out there for my my no, movie podcast. Can. Yes. Perfect. All right. Enough. Enough for me. I'll shut up. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And that was Dan Scully. Check out at Movie Movie Cast on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll tell you all about it. We see you.